Hey everybody, you're listening to a brand new episode of Saul's Life. With me, your host, Saul. And I'm not even going to lie to you guys, this one's stupid long. Um, but it's been forever since uh, Ross and I got a chance to speak with uh, Dr. Marv. So we had Marv on, we had the pleasure of having him on this week. And uh, and yeah, it just kind of took a life of its own. I know I start off uh, the episode there, um, kind of telling you about my week and how everything went. Um, and then, um, I know Marv kind of jumps in and, uh, we all get acquainted. Um, but then I want to say probably the second half of the episode, um, are where the real uh, topics kind of really come up. Um, the things we really talk about, uh, like the, uh, teacher out in Poinciana and the zoom class, uh, and the racial comments and, and all the things she said, uh, and how I kind of feel about the situation and, and, and the rest of the guys do as well. We speak on that. We talk about the 500 plus kids um, that are still left without their families uh, f- due to Trump's uh, administration back in 2017, uh, which you could really blame Jeff Sessions for. Um, but we're still dealing with that because how long has Jeff Sessions been out of office? It's uh, voting. Voting matters, guys. Um, I let you guys know kind of uh, my ER experience as well. Um, we kind of talk a little bit about Ice Cube and his week that he had. Um, and then after that, uh, Ross kind of gives us a rundown on the six amendments on the ballot. Um, so mixed with a bunch of other laughs and, and, and cries and everything else that you could think of, uh, we sprinkled in all this stuff in here for you. And, um, I hope you guys have fun listening to it. Um, yeah, don't forget, uh, subscribe, hit that like button, share it, tell everybody, whatever. It's available on every platform and, uh, you know, do what you got to do. Uh, thanks for listening to Saul's Life. Have a good one. And I'd like to welcome everybody to this week's brand new episode of Saul's Life. Uh, I got my main man, Ross, uh, who just joined in. What's up, Ross? My, my brother, how are you doing, sir? Uh, I'm, I've, I've been better. Oh, it was a pointed question. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> it was a loaded question. Yeah, I know, I know. Nah, I, uh, I, I, I've definitely been better. Um, uh, let me see. I know we're still waiting for Marv to jump on, so he'll probably jump on in the middle of this. But uh, yeah, so I, let me let me apologize uh, to everybody because usually uh, the new episode of the week drops uh, today, uh, five a.m. on on Wednesdays. It usually hits, and it starts being distributed um, to all the outlets or whatever. Uh huh. And uh, I could not. I mean, I. All right. So let me see. Let, all right. I, I'll I'll start off with my week. Because you know how, or since the last episode, um, I'm trying to remember what we last spoke about. But I know, I know you were going to the to the Bucks game on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to Disney with Omar and Mud with Omar and his I wife. Remember you mentioning that? Yeah. So I did that. Um, and 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 I and and I'll start off. I want to say I, I was really impressed. You know, I still am with how um, Disney World is doing their. Uh, like social distancing uh, theme park rules or whatever it is that, that go on, go their, on. Their, their protocol, um, you know, because 
they really are, you know, they, they have people everywhere kind of telling you to, to step back. And if not, and people are relatively respectful. Um, I had, thank God, Omar and I had mud with us because she was doing eye lasers at people if they got any closer past that line. Uh, <laughs> you know, they're supposed to like the six foot, six feet apart line. Um, so, so I, you know, and, and the ordering food through the app and everything, and then you get called up and it comes, I, I, I get it. You know, I, I can see if that's how things are going to be from here on out, um, then, then that's fine. You know, the only thing you got to worry about um, and I feel like this is what you have to worry about when you go out anywhere, any any other place in public, uh, like grocery shopping or whatever that you have to do, um, mm-hmm. are, are just people in the public areas. If they're just if it gets too crowded, they're walking by you, you know, or, or anything like that. But for the most part, um, it's not that packed. Uh, we went to Hollywood Studios um, and I got to ride the new uh, Rise of the Resistance Star Wars ride, which uh, boy, oh boy. I'm yeah. Telling you, you know what, man? I felt I felt like I was in a video game. Okay. That's how that's how just immersive this ride is. Um, so fun factor wise, I'd say Smuggler's Run. I think that's the one where you fly the Millennium Falcon. Okay. Uh, that one's amazing. If you get to be a chance to be the pilot, be the pilot. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna front. Uh, so the best part about uh, I guess some of the best some of the positives of this uh, social distancing at theme parks. Well, Disney anyways, because I'll tell you right now, I'm going to throw Universal under the bus after I'm this. Go right ahead, B. But um, right ahead, I, I can't they, believe they, it. They stay at the Tomato Leagues. Well, bro, it's, it's, it's wild out there. Wild, wild west. Um, but yeah, you know, you, you, you got the pod, the whole ride to yourself at Disney. Yeah, I remember you had mentioned something like that before. Yeah, bro. So I got in, you know, you get to be the pilot. Now, it's fun. That ride is fun because it's like you're in a flight simulator, right? And But this other ride, the, 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 the Rise of the Resistance, it's completely different. It's like you're like in a movie scene. You're like in a scene or, or a video game, you know, the Jedi, uh, Fallen, Fallen Jedi, the, the one that I've got here for the Xbox or whatever. Yeah. Um, bro, it, I mean, it blew my mind away. And I was like, wow, this was this was totally worth it. Like, I, I I mean, I was so happy. I'm pretty sure Omar and Mud were like, man, this guy might be freaking out, might be losing it. But um, but no, nah, it was it, it was just they did such a good job with everything, even the people that are working the ride uh, that are supposed to be like uh, like 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 the bad guys or whatever. I, for some reason, I I can't think I haven't been, you know, properly eating. The last couple of days, I'll get to yeah. that in a second. So. We're getting there. We're getting there. Take your time, <laughs> but, bro. But anyways, um, not not the stormtroopers, but uh, but they were just on, you know, they're on the ships, whatever. Um, so yeah, so I mean, they're telling you what to do, you know, in in, in kind of like a stern way. It's 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 insane. Um, the pictures that that Omar took and that I took, I think the ones I posted up for last week's uh, podcast might have been from. Disney, because mm-hmm. it was it was on that same Wednesday. I think I did that night. So um so yeah so Omar took those, and it was just it was just incredible. Um the three D mapping that they use, some of the technology, um there, and also on that Mickey and Minnie ride, railway ride that they have. It's some new one at Hollywood Studios as well. Yeah yeah that used to be the uh, Chinese movie theater, Great American ride. movie ride. Yeah yes yes. Um, I'm, uh, bro, when I'm talking about the the technology on this ride, it, it, mind blowing. I, you, 
I mean, you see where they spend. I mean, this is crazy. If if this is just the way, I was gonna say, you see where they spend a lot of the money. I guess. Yeah, yeah, no, but, no, no. You 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 you. I mean, the money's exorbitant. However, yeah, I. It, you're like okay. I I can kind of understand why it costs this much. You know, so you can't charge me twenty dollars. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, I would love it. You know what I'm saying? I love it, but just the fact that, I mean, think about it. They have a guy or a woman, right? They have someone whose job it is to literally say bye to you when you walk out. Oh, yeah. You know, that's what they do. They're just Yeah, even after, but even after they fired all these people, it's so sad. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I can't, I can't be remiss without bringing up that point of them laying off all these people. Yeah. And yet, you know, when you go in there, you can tell they laid off people. You know what I mean? Like, you can tell. Um, uh, not everything is open. Like, a lot of the, a lot of the um, gift shops are closed. Mm. You know, they started to open up a little bit now. But, you know, it, it's still, it, it's wild that they, that they fired all these people. And that's the extra but bread still, they, would, yeah, they, would, they would hit you for. Yeah, you know, and it's still kind of busy for what it is you know um like hollywood studios packs up pretty quick at capacity and then they you know they stop taking uh the reservations for that park um so it, it but but it, it was just it, it was mind-blowing that i got you know i was glad i got to ride those two rides because those were the, the the big ones there and, and the wait times weren't that long i think i think maybe i feel like i wasn't in line for more than like 40 minutes you know, maybe an hour or something. If that. Right, and right. you're thinking like, you know, but but these are major major rides. Everybody's here just for those. So the capacity of the park is usually at these places. Um, but they do a good job of spacing everything out. To be honest with you, like I I can't say they did a bad job about it. They Word. they do not clean the ride off after you get on there though. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Like, wipes, down. Pack your own wipes. Um. But I heard at Universal they do. So that's what the Universal does. But everything else that Disney does, Universal does not. So that's why it's like a hot... So listen, I, I mean, I sent I sent a video on the thread earlier. Did, did, you, did you get a chance to see no, it? No, I didn't know you sent no video. On the text thread, yeah. It was because I was watching the news earlier and, and they were talking about uh, COVID hotspots. Apparently, they're cracking down on, the, on, on certain areas. Oh, I did read something. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I didn't watch. You know, it. I saw the link. I didn't watch it. Yeah, no, but it, it was just like a video. I I request. I recorded the news. I recorded it right off the TV, and uh, and I sent it to you guys <laughs> just real quick. I was like, oh, real quick. Let me just get this, you know. And um, but anyways, uh, but we'll get to that too in a second. So after Disney, that was great. Um, I believe that was Wednesday. Uh, Thursday was cool. You know, I, I feel like what did I do Thursday? Oh, yes. So this was what I wanted to talk about as well. Um, Thursday, I got a chance to go see, um, what was it, the the History of Music at the History Center? It, okay, it you went like to the a, History Center. Yeah, I went to the History Center. They, they had, you know, shout out to Ed for finding this. Because um, I guess he gets emails from them because he signed up for something one time and they sent him emails. Right on. Perfect. So he's so now he looks, you know, he got this and he's like, yeah, this looks pretty cool. And he told me about it. And it was um like the history of African-American music, I believe, something something like that along the lines. 
And I'm, man, you know what? I need to just look it up. I have a computer right in front of me, so I don't sound stupid. There you go, buddy. That's what I'm talking about. You know, like uh, History Center, Orlando. Yeah. Um, you know, what were the events that happened? Uh, hours of events. There we go. Let me just click to the event. Because I thought I could properly shout out these people. Because what what it really what it reminded me of is and I and I don't know if you've ever got a chance to see this. Shout out to Buddy for this because uh, he had put me on a Bella Fleck back in the day. This amazing banjo player, uh, just amazing musician, and um, he ended up putting me on this documentary. Huh? He came through Orange County. Nah, it, it was just you know listen to him online, check out all his music. Um, what what data? What, what city? Oh, see, how come they don't go back? How come how come we can't go back to uh to previous exhibitions? Mm. You know what I mean? Like that, that's oh, the that thing. Was, I don't I don't see. I, I'm just that's, that's open. What's that? The regional history center that um R- yeah, right downtown, right right off of uh. Right no, that's what I'm saying because you were no, no, because you were mentioning that you went and saw music like an exhibit on music, and is is it over? Yes, I think it was a two-part exhibit. I got to see the first part. The second part, I wasn't I couldn't find out when it was at. I didn't really look look it up. I thought Ed was gonna look it up and then Ed didn't look it up, or maybe he did, and I just didn't hear him say, you know, when it was. Mm-hmm. Um let me see if I can get uh, history no, no. center downtown Orlando, and then I feel bad because I'm doing this while we're recording, but uh professionalism bruh you know what i mean it is what it is got to be ready at all times uh past events right that's that sounds that sounds like something that uh let me see uh... learning glenn gary glenn ross abc's man abc oh dude this is bad this it's just been bad oh so here's a closing no this is what i wanted to so so what was that was that thursday Celebrating black culture, that's what it is. Perfect. Oh, are we there yet? Was there at a at noon the day before? I missed that. That's an NPR show that I love. So it was the evolution of music, celebrating black culture, music storytelling, and poetry. Mm-hmm. Thursday. Okay, so it was a two-part thing. Thursday, October 15th. That's the one I went to. It started at six. It was a two-part series. Uh, scholars, musicians, and poets. They led and engaged discussions about black culture including the evolution of music and the power of storytelling. If you guys, if anybody follows me on Snap, um, they, they, they probably got to see a lot of what I got to walk through the Okoye Massacre exhibit, um, which is wild. Um, so I highly suggest if anybody, listen, I think on Sundays, it's free to go there. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have like no excuse and, and, you know, mask up. Listen, there was nobody there. I felt kind of bad. There's already nobody there. Bro, there's already nobody there. I felt bad. And then we go to this thing. I'm thinking it's going to be like, you know, a lot of people might go to this. There was nobody there. Like, it was me, Ed, um, Adam, I believe, was with us. And uh, that was it. And then the speakers, three of them, two of them were married. So they went up together. And then that was it. You know, like there wasn't really anybody there. Oh, three three students of, of one of the speakers that went there. So I'm gonna see. Uh, oh yeah, so it was um, so it was Donald Harold. Um, so three of his students were there, showed up, and two of them showed up late, like an hour after. 
Donald Harrell? Yeah, so it was Dr. Joanne Stevenson, who was the first uh, uh, speaker. She's an associate professor of music at the University of Central Florida. Bro, mm-hmm. Joe, and she sang, opened up with a with a Negro spiritual. Mm. Could, I mean, can sing. I, I, and I was like, I was I was really impressed. And then uh, went on to just, you know, kind of go throughout the history of, of, of music and and kind of how uh, the different cadences and certain songs and went on to show, you know, what they meant back in the day. Uh, and yeah. especially during slave times when they were out in the field, they had to send messages to each other. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Create. I mean, it's it, it was really neat hearing her speak about that and using uh, popular songs. You know, not just not current, but you know, like James Brown and stuff like that to kind of show. Um, like Call as an example, like you know, like hey, you hear how he's like, ha! You know what I mean? Like it comes from from the stomach, like grunts or whatever. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's. That, that was saying something like it was I don't know what it, it was really neat um and then uh it was Donald Harrell who came up with his wife she's from Nigeria I believe um and they uh he's a performing artist folklorist and co-founder of o- Ori Siri Ori hold on I, I'm gonna butcher this man come on man Ori Sirisi Ori Sirisi African folklore oh man Man, you can't say that word anyways if you saw it. Practice. I bet you I could. Yeah, you probably could. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let me see. So they went on and they did their thing. And if, again, if anybody saw me on Snap, uh, you know, they, they saw like him on the djembe and on the drums playing and, and telling us uh, old African proverbs. Bro, it was tight. So um, got to see that on Thursday. Afterwards, it, it was over at 8. The museum was open for another hour. So got to walk around, and that's when I got to see the Okoe Massacre exhibit and go through all that. And I mm-hmm. mean, you want to talk about, like, apparently, it, and it's been there before. I didn't know. I thought was, this was, you know, I, I thought this was kind of a first-time thing. Like 100-year anniversary. Yeah. So, but apparently it's been there before, so it's not like, you know, people maybe have not seen it. But I suggest that you do go see it. It's there till the 14th of February of 2021. Um, and it is just, uh, it's moving. It's, I, and, and I, I took a ton of pictures. So I, I actually, I should have posted those on Saul's Life. So I'll do that and I'll post them on, on Saul's Life on Facebook there. I'll probably go ahead and start posting them on uh, Instagram as well and kind of letting them out as I promote the show for tomorrow's release. But um, it was really crazy. And if people don't know what the Okoe massacre was, um, it happened in 1920. So we're talking about a hundred years ago. Mm-hmm. All right, this is a lifetime. That's it. <laughs> like um, you know, there was said to say if 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 we did the math now. I think it was somewhere between eight to ten million dollars of property damage or something like that, and land that they that they stole that that a white mob stole from um, <laughs> the black people living there. Mm-hmm. Uh, all because of a uh, a man that uh, let me get this right because I, I don't want to mess this up either. Um, 
July Percy, Percy July. Well, I'm July. All right, let's look this up too because this is important, people. And I, I see, and, and people will be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I know about it. Or, yeah, I'll go check it out. They'll never check it out. You know what? I'm gonna make you listen to at least what it's what Perry, this man, is about. July Perry. July Perry. Thank you. My man wanted to go vote. Mm-hmm. I and and it's and and the reason this is kind of important now is because we're you know it's it's a we're in, it's an election year. That's exactly why it's important. Now, it's literally a <laughs> hundred years ago. Yeah. Um it's literally a hundred years ago. This happened on November second, nineteen twenty. Go and, ahead. Go ahead. Election this year is going to be on November third, nineteen twenty twenty. I was gonna say nineteen twenty. So it's literally a hundred years ago. No, no, you're right. Keep going. Um so yeah, they were trying to suppress uh black citizens from voting. Mm-hmm. And uh you know, essentially a white mob surrounded the house of uh, Julius July Perry. Um, it was about 100 Jews outside of his house. Yeah, they were looking for him. And, and, they were and, looking and, for and, him. And Norman, another gentleman, I guess, he was, a, he was an African-American farmer who tried to vote uh, but was turned tw- away twice on election day. Mm. Uh, he was a prosperous American, African-American Mose, farmer. Mose Norman. Yeah. So, um, you know, all this happened. These guys decided to chase them to the, to the house. I, I mean, it, it is just the craziest thing ever. Um, they laid waste to the community, mm-hmm. uh, Northern Okoe, and they eventually killed uh, July Perry. They took his body to Orlando. They hung it from a light post to intimidate other black people. What's that? I said, just to remind you of what happens when you try to vote. Yeah. Norman escaped, never to be found. Hundreds of other African-Americans fled the town and uh, just leave them behind all their homes and possessions. So you could imagine Tulsa. But this but Tulsa hadn't happened yet. Am I right about was Tulsa 1921 or 1919? From what I recall, Tulsa's 1921, sir. There you go. I could be I could be lying. You know what I mean? No, no, no. I mean, I believe you. <laughs> so, but uh yeah. but yeah, yeah so yeah so you know you see this you know the whole time the kkk is having like a revival period around this time uh especially um especially down here in the south uh like the southern white democrats uh it all had to do with reconstruction which we spoke about on a previous podcast yeah, but don't get it twisted because you talk about the southern white democrats don't get it twisted because um you got what's his name? Salisbury, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Salisbury, who's the guy who led Sam, Sam Salisbury, who was the police chief in Orlando, Florida. Yeah, he's the one who led the, the, the mob. He was he was a New York native. Yeah. He bragged about it. And uh he was a member of the clan. And um you know, it, it's just it's insane. Like, you know, why how people could just turn 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 a, a blind eye to this information, and 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 not, you know, still say the things that they say that I, you know that we see online, 
and 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 and, and everything like that, and just still be so apprehensive about racism being real and and all this other stuff. You know, it, it it it's wild to me. So it shouldn't be because it's again, it's not their reality. It's uh. I mean, you know, whatever. So, so it is what it is. That happened. Um, uh, let me let me welcome Marvin real quick. Doctor Doctor Marvin uh, just joined us. Uh, we were just talking about the Oko massacre and um, marvelous Marvin. Yeah, marvelous Marvin. What's going on? And um, the Okoy massacre. Um, I got to see the exhibit at the History Museum on Thursday night. Um. But but yeah, I don't know. Have you ever heard about that, the Okoye massacre? I, I, it sounds familiar. I mean, um, I, I saw when you texted me about that you went to the the museum, but um, but no, I, I the one that I rem- I know about is is in Rosewood. There was like, wasn't there like a a, a massacre in Rosewood? Like if you if, yeah yeah that's is a, that the one? That's another one. Yeah, that's another one too. Um, they talk about that in in the exhibit that I got to see. Um, but I'm, let me let me finish up mm-hmm. real quick, um, because, it, you know, the reason we, we kind of brought it up, it's because this happened 100 years ago, exactly on Election Day. And, you know, it's happening. You know, we're here. Here we are 100 years later and we're still speaking about voter suppression and just the ridiculous attempts that certain parties, maybe or certain people or whatever are taking to like to squash your vote you know like i, I don't it, it's it's disheartening it's it's ridiculous and um that kind of that's another reason why you know when i posted this uh i think yesterday or or this morning or whenever it was i was like listen if anybody wants you know needs anybody to go voting with them like you hit me up you send me a message I'm like i'll 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 for damn sure make sure nobody bullies you out of your vote um but you know, voting this morning was kind of cool too, so I didn't have to worry about that. But um, anyways, I, I mean, I, I I guess that was, I guess the point of, of me talking about the whole Okoye massacre thing was that it was just it was really moving to see that, and 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 it's heavy, it, it's heavy when 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 you think that's not that wasn't even that long ago. Um, they did a, they tried, a, I, I think they they tried to vote on whether to to give kind of reparations to the families, the, the, oh, come on, man. the descendants. Yeah. Obviously got turned down. It only would have been like $8 million. Come on, man. Yeah. So, I mean, it's wild to think like, you know, whatever, you know, it's just wild to think that that history is still so fresh and people are still like ignoring it uh, willfully. It's not their reality, bro. But it's history. It's, still, oh, no, no. it's like it, American history. It can be history, but it's not their reality. That, mm. That's once you once you understand that part, you will understand why you, you will stop being baffled because it's not their reality. That's pretty much it, man. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with Ross, man. I mean I, that 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 phrase right there. It's not. It's not their reality. Like, man, I feel like reality is almost like a preference of music. You know what I mean? Like, um, it, it is like, it's like, you know, wow, that's a good you way. Know to how, like on, 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 you're on anything, right? And it's like, you could be on Hulu, you could be on any streaming platform and it'd be like recommended for you. You know, I feel like that's, that's what reality's become. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's like this reality, this, this conspiracy theory, like you might like this. 
you know? Um, and I feel like, you know, that, like, bro, I was on WhatsApp. And, um, man, I'm like, yo, some family members are bonkers, okay? Not even po- politically. Just, you know, completely, like, you know, about this whole COVID thing. And I'm like, what is going on with the world, man? Like, there's got to be something going on. And I'm just like, you know what? It's just they're in a completely separate, like, realm, you know? Like, we don't we don't agree on anything anymore. Like, everybody's watching their own shows. Everybody's on their own platform. Everybody's, um, you know, uh, uh, watching their own news and listening to their own music. So I feel like the things that kind of bring us together are, like, completely – we don't uh, – we're not on the same page like as a as a nation you know and even like even with my boys you know with you guys I feel like you guys are all watching shows that I'm not watching and um and I feel like there's just too much out there you know to even together you know what I'm saying and I'm just like Get it together, yeah, Mark. Get, get it together and start watching HBO. I do watch HBO, <laughs> but I just, you know, I'm not watching the same shows as you guys. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, it's just trippy, dude. And everybody's like on their own, you know, wavelength and their own reality. So I agree with that, man. I mean, it's like, even though it's it's real, like that, that shit happens, you know, but, you know, it's just not a, not, not a part of their reality. Like their their uh, you know references to history are completely not even near that. Like you know, like they're just yeah. it's not it's not important to them. And they don't they don't it's not even in their in their world. You know what I mean? Like if if they're not paying attention to it, it didn't happen. You know? It's uh it, it's just it's just it's just wild to me. Um, no, but- and real quick before I um uh, I forget this point. Also, because of all this voter suppression and stuff, I always want I want to say this when I when we talk about this, it's like people says I want to say this to the people that think your vote doesn't matter or doesn't count or people are like, ah, it's not, you know, voting doesn't like why. Why would they find this man and go hang him off a light pole in Orlando and kill and, 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 and run down an entire town of people? About 30 to 35 if, people, man. Yeah, maybe like- I mean, it was more than that. It was Maybe more like than that. That's, that. I don't believe these numbers, yeah. you know, and, uh, and 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 just destroy this. I mean, destroy everyone if your if the vote doesn't matter, if your vote doesn't count. Like I, I like to, that is to me when people say that. I I I I'm sorry, but I'm gonna my brain automatically just this little just puts you directly into a pile of. Stupid people. <laughs> like I just lose all respect for you whatsoever. Yeah. If you're one of these people that think your vote doesn't matter, I'm like, oh yeah, okay, yeah. All right, you're non-existent to me. Now I know I can't have a serious conversation with yeah. you. Yeah. No, nah, man, you gotta come up to knowledge first. And if they if they walk away from the knowledge, like yo, this dude, whatever, then you can put them in that category, but you gotta drop the knowledge on them first. No, nah, I can't. I, I we've already I, I'm at a point where the, the the information is there. You're being willfully ignorant now. Nah, man. Again, brother. Again, it's all. That's how I feel. It's all about people's reality, man. Like Marv, Marv, making it akin to music, music stylings or musical taste is perfect because when you say that, I'm just thinking about like it, perfect example. I right, um Santana, right? 
When was the last time you first heard of Santana's music? Like you, you mean you mean the Santana, the 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 guitarist, or uh, Joel? Yes, yeah, the guitar. Set, No, the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> the guitars, but thank you for that one. <laughs> that was funny. All right. All right. Yeah. Uh, Santana. Bro, it's, I mean, God. I, I mean, I, I probably heard about him. I heard his music before I knew it was him. You know what I mean? Um, but shit, man, when I was probably like a kid, I don't know. What about you, Saul? What, like the first time I heard of Santana? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was a child. I mean, the guy's legendary because, uh, you know, in the in like Latin culture or whatever, you're thinking, oh, it's like a Spanish dude. OK, I, I'm Spanish, you know, like and he's playing the guitar and killing it. And he's like one of the best. Yeah. Like, but, you know, I, I also grew up playing guitar or whatever, like, you know, taking lessons when I was a kid. And then so I was I was I was big in the music. Perfect. I feel like I, I was 16. Oh, dude, it was, it was yeah. late. White Clef, White Clef introduced me to Santana. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what, Play my Carlos Santana. And, and, and so, and so we talk about this reality. You got to put certain things into perspective, right? I wasn't born in the United States. I didn't move to the United States until I was about 13 years old. So a lot of things about American culture just weren't introduced to me, especially when you think about the fact that I grew up under the Haitian flag for most of my life. I bet you knew about Brian Adams, though. Yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. Let's give let's give Brian Adams some love on our podcast. You know what I'm saying? I bet you knew about Celine. I Dion. just learned about Brian Adams. I don't know who y'all talking about, but I'm gonna look him up later. <laughs> me? Brian Adams, bro. If you love a woman, tell me, have you ever really, really, really oh, ever okay, loved okay. Yes, yes, a yes, woman? Yes, yes. Isn't that Brian Adams, right? But yeah. I think that's Brian. So Adams. so that's so that's it. Is it Canadian? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ah, that's yeah, why. Okay, that makes sense. I know Celine Dion is Canadian. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. French Canadian at that. Okay, so that makes sense. She's like God. I'm pretty sure there were a bunch of Pierre Louis. What about Nickel Nickelback? You was a nickelback, bro? <laughs> nah, bro. <laughs> nah, Are they Canadian? <laughs> Yeah, just because they're Canadian don't mean I roll with them. <laughs> you roll with Drake? You roll with Drake? Yeah, I roll with Drake all day, baby. All day. Uh, I, I heard he got peed oh, on, but that's for another, he really? for another podcast. Yo, uh, yo, Drake, next album, if you're listening, you need to drop a, co- <laughs> a collab with Nickelback. <laughs> try to try to do a prank with Nickelback fans. Tell me that fans. shit would be fire, yo. That that would be so fire. Drake Nickelback. Stop collab. it. Stop <laughs> it. Yo, I don't even think Drake would believe that. <laughs> oh man, yo, but no, I, yo, That's for the voter suppression though, I I I feel what Saul's saying because I feel like. Like now, the, the the country I feel for a long time has always identified as not always, obviously, but but in recent years, if you poll like the country as a majority, I, I've I've read in, in in reports years ago that most people identify as progress, not identify, but like they agree with progressive ideas. So like if you yeah. ask somebody, you know, would you like 
you know, healthcare coverage, of course, everybody said yes. You know what I mean? Like they, they, they agree on it. Everybody loved the, the social programs that we all have, right? They love the fire department. We have police, like all those things are social programs that, that, are, that are provided to us by taxpayer money. You know, mm-hmm. and, and so, you know, for, for the most part, yes, we love our social programs. We love Social Security. We love our Medicaid, Medicare. Um, and, and, and the country usually leans progressively. But when you ask people more politically how they lean, you know, then they tend to, you know, kind of take sides. But, um, but I, I, you know, I think that the fact that that's happening in the country it, and and these these conservative groups seem to be losing the narrative. Um, now they're they're resorting to like voter suppression and and downright just like trying to steal elections now. You know, no, and um, already, you've already stole quite a few. Yeah, so. no, you're right. Yeah. yeah, Gore, Al Gore, the whole Al Gore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and, and and but you know the putting up putting up uh, fake drop boxes in California. And I yes, think, sir, sir. And, and in Texas, you know, uh, limiting uh, how many uh, voter um, early voting, uh, you know, locations uh, to like one per county. And in, yeah. and in Georgia, same thing happening. I'm like, yo, like your vote, if they weren't, they are putting in a lot of effort to like not, you know, to, to kind of either, you know, suppress the vote and, and downright even steal you know, some, yeah. some uh, uh, votes and, and some areas around the country, your vote fucking counts, okay? Like, I, you know, they know that shit. And they know that if you vote, that's the problem for them. So they're trying to find ways to to suppress the vote. I was reading about um, the Shelby case back in, in, I think it was in 2013, the uh, Supreme Court ruling where they basically allowed... Um, uh, you know, federal oversight to kind of be uh, eliminated. So the Shelby case, uh, I forget, the Shelby versus Holden case in the Supreme Court uh, was overturned. That And that us- was uh, allowed federal, um, uh, the federal government to oversee any changes to um, state and local uh, government elections. Yeah. And so if they, if they wanted to make a change in, you know, how many locations they can have for early voting, for example, or for and that, and that was just, poll, just polling stations. Yeah. Right. They had to ask the federal government for permission. Yeah. Well, Shelby V. Holden allowed them to allow, uh, eliminated federal oversight of those processes. Yeah. And that so was, now we're seeing a lot of this happening. Yeah. That was Shelby. So your, your vote counts. Yeah. That was Shelby County trying to get rid of that. And then, um, Holder would be Eric Holder, who uh, so that's why it's called Shelby versus Holder, and then yeah, that Holder, that basically yeah. removed two provisions of the Voting Rights Act of 1965, um, which is Section Five, and I think it says just what you said, Marv. Um, something about like certain states and local governments need to get federal preclearance before they can make any changes to their voting laws and practices, and now they don't have to do that, you know, so. Yeah, and yeah. Was, so I mean, and, and they're part. running amok. We're seeing it. We're seeing yeah. it now. Like they're running amok in Georgia, in Texas, in California. They're doing shit, and they're they're brazen. Like I remember uh, hearing the the uh, I think it was the um, I don't know if it's the state attorney for the state of California 
um, you know, saying that they're going to have to resort to legal measures about these fake voting uh, drop boxes. Um, and they're like, they don't care. Like the head of the Republican Party, uh, the chair of the California Republican uh, Party was saying, yeah, you know, bring it, you know, basically because they, they know that if, if they, if those things are challenged, they're willing to take it to court and they're so confident or, or I guess they don't care if they'll lose, but you know, in all those legal proceedings and stuff by that time, by, by the time all that goes down, like it, the election will have, you know, come and gone. Marv, Marv, so, it's not that they don't care if they'll lose, it's that they know they won't lose. That too, that too, yeah. They know that they won't lose because because look at look at the majority from that case, right? You had Roberts, Scalia, Kennedy, Thomas, and Alito at that time. Now, Roberts is still there. Thomas is still there. Alito is still there. Who else is there? You got Neil Gersick. You got yeah. Kavanaugh. And then we're about to add um, the one who's replacing Ginsburg. Because we're only four on the other side. We got the one who's replacing Ginsburg soon. That's going to be Justice Barrett. So they don't, it's not that they don't, they're not afraid to lose. They know that they will not. Right. And another right. reason why your vote matters because of Judge Selection. Yes. And that's why I, I you know, I, I lost my, my damn mind back in 2016. I think I'm a different person now. I had to like, die and, and be born again in order to continue <laughs> to, to, to live as a U.S. citizen. Um, and uh, I'm, a, I'm a born again atheist. Um, I feel you. Because <laughs> I'm like, that's how you know God For doesn't real. exist, yo. God damn. <laughs> Fucking straight up evil. Straight evil. Anyways, um, yeah, man, I, I, I you know... 2016 was the year, but yo, I, I was just, I was like hearing about, you know, when, when, if we get the house, if we get the Senate, I mean, we got the house, but you know, it looks like we may get the Senate and it, you know, it looks like we may get, get the, the, the presidency, you know, as far as, you know, Democrats versus Still Republicans. Now. We be. as in me, not we as in me, us, like, you know, salt life. Um, because, you know, it's a constant <laughs> struggle anyways, whether they win or they, they lose. Uh, but, but yeah, I think we'll have more, at least reasonable sane people in, in leadership. And they, I, I was hearing this guy um, give a talk about, you know, when it's that case, when, when you have, such a kind of like a mandate from the uh, from the legislative branch, um, the judicial's not so brazen, you know, when 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 there's policy being made, and so they may not necessarily be as conservative um, as as we think they are, you know, and but you know that being said, it's still you know a conservative majority, and we've had just an unprecedented you know, campaign as far as like money being poured in, um, you know, you're seeing ads on Amy, like Barrett, like, like it even matters. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm like, why are they putting ads out on this person? Mm. You know, like, it's so weird to see an ad, before, you know, promoting. Yeah, that is weird. I, I know exactly what you're I'm, talking about. I saw like, that the other it day. It seems cringy. It seems like so weird. You yeah. know what I mean? I don't know, man. It feels like 
some handmaiden's tale like and actually she was considered a handmaiden yes right sir. like some weird yeah some weird uh, twist to that story <laughs> she was considered a hand in her religious group <laughs> or whatever yeah yo, yeah it's so weird so i'm like yo god damn we had to lose yo i, I was like so pissed off when ruth bader ginsburg died and and god forgive me but i'm like fuck man she couldn't have hold, held on for just you know, a couple more months, yo. Oh, man. And I'm just like, you see, that's how you know God doesn't exist. And uh, <laughs> no, it's heavy, bro. That shit was heavy. I, I like, I, I just, it, it fucked my whole week up, bro. And I'm just like, everything was pissing me off, man. I was like, you know, uh, uh, waiting for like some package for my kids. Like we got this thing that that's it's like a little arts and crafts thing, and um and it it, got, it, it hasn't gotten here because I don't know there's like a delay in the mail or something, and I'm like you see, I was like you see, I was like fuck man, I was like everything was pissing me off that week because I'm like that's why you know because of Ruth Bader Ginsburg dying, I'm not getting my mail on time. And, you know, I pulled like a muscle in my back and shit. I'm like, I'm probably stressed out from her passing away. That's why I got like tension in my back. And dude, it was like fucking with my whole week. And I'm just like reliving like 2016. I was reliving 2016 and the whole nightmare of, of election night. And um, and I'm like, you know what, what? What's done is done. You know, I mean, like we kind of knew this was going to happen. And the worst case scenario is like here, you know, like it's, to, like I feel like even if Democrats win, you know the House, the Senate, and the the White House, I feel like you know it's it's like too little, too late. This this the worst president in in the history of our nation, arguably, got to name three fucking Supreme Court justices for life. For life, I life, cannot eh? believe that the worst person got to put three people on there and granted he didn't know who they were like this wasn't this wasn't his doing you know what i mean like he, it's not like he knew not well that's who he wanted to again, put on there again that's why your vote mattered because republicans made this bargain that yo we don't care that donald trump is batshit crazy we don't care that clearly he is unfit to be in office as long as his pen is going to sign anything that we put in front of him we are cool Got elected. When he got elected, do you know what what the, what the what do you call them? The Federalist Society did. They started putting up names of various judges that they would like to see come up through different benches in terms of like seats, judge judgeships that were open. Whether it was at like the the circuit level, the appeals the appeals level, they just started putting yeah. all that stuff out. And what happens? All that stuff's being put out. Then Fox News. Starts naming these people, and that's how your man gets these ideas to like, oh, maybe I should have this person, or maybe I should have that person. That's that's it. So again, vote matters if for no other reason than the fact that that's how you you get the judges that are in office. I remember there, there yeah. was a hearing. There was a hearing in the Senate for an, uh, a judgeship, uh, and they put a guy on there who was like a corporate attorney who had never tried a case in federal uh, court before. And even the Republican senators on the committee were like, so you've never tried a case, you know, and you want us to appoint you to a judgeship to this? Bro, they're putting any bump yeah. 
that wants to like be on the court and be a judge for the the highest courts in the country, they're picking anybody. I mean, they're probably literally picking up people off the street, knowing this the, the way they're doing. It's just like, hey, you know, like the bang bus. You guys remember like <laughs> bang bus, bang judge, <laughs> bangjudge.com? They just pull it up on the side of the road, like, hey. Uh, yeah, with a bag of groceries, like, so uh, you want to jump in the bus and uh, be a judge? They all got gavels. <laughs> they all got gavels and they're pounding them into their hands. You know? <laughs> like, what What judge wants to get pounded next? <laughs> you want to pound this gavel? Oh, my Yo. God. All right, all right. So, just lost, like, real quick, now that I remembered... Uh, and- <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, All right. Well, I remember. I, I remember where I was going with everything. So, so this would be a good, a quick time that I could, uh, that I could wrap this, wrap this segment up, and then we could, uh, then we could get down to the nitty gritty real quick. But um, yeah. So I, 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 you know, I got the chance to see the Koi massacre. Um, I want to shout out real quick who I saw again. Um, before I forget, because I don't even think I shouted out the name of the documentary that. Bella Fleck was on that buddy put me on to. That's what I was talking about. I was I think it's called Throw Throw Down Your Heart. So if anybody gets a chance to see that, it's called Throw Down Your Heart. Bella Fleck, this man goes back to Africa, brings back the banjo and performs a lot of songs with uh, African artists there. Um, I mean, and, and with their like native instruments and stuff. It is wild. So I was really happy that I got a chance to see um, this... Uh, like Dr. Joanne Stevenson, she and 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 also uh, Don Harrell, um, who I'm trying to see. He serves as Africana Studies and African American Humanities faculty at the University of Central Florida, Valencia College, and the Florida Institute of Technology. He is a co-founder and CEO. Yeah, I already said that. All right, perfect. So just to shout those guys out real quick because they they really dropped some knowledge. And um, to wrap up my week, because I remember that's what I was kind of getting to. Um, what happened was. Uh, I don't know, like Sunday you know, around 6 a.m. Uh, bro, no, nah, <laughs> I mean, if it was, my, the Wendy's four people four four think I'm mad think out, of that. <laughs> bro. The Wendy's four for so four. at the beginning of the episode, Marv, no, all right, so at the beginning of the episode, Ross asked how I was doing, but you know, but obviously, I'm trying to think about Putin stuff, son. You guys know. <laughs> Talk about it, so talk no, about so, it. No, so so I went to I went to help Omar out um, with a gig, and um, a marvelous shout out to Omar again. A marvelous productions, a marvelous productions dot com. Go check them out. Um, for for I'm telling you, just every every everything you need, check them out. But anyways, um, I I, I had mm. a four for four on the way there. I came home, had tacos that night like a late dinner, maybe around nine. Um, but I woke up Sunday morning at six. I mean, and it just the sharpest pain in my stomach. Uh, you know, I'm thinking, all right, maybe I just got to, you know, take a massive dump or whatever it is. Turns out I start just throwing up and it's coming out both ends. It was the worst. So oh, man. Sunday, I know, bro, it was horrible. Sunday was like that. It stopped at night. I was like, all right, man, maybe maybe I'm getting better. Woke up Monday morning, mm. back at it again with the throwing up. 
So that's never, yeah, that's never happened to me. Usually if it happens in one day, it stops, but it's never happened where it stops and it starts back up. So that's what, what freaked me out. Ended up going to the ER um, and they gave me, um, what was it, Marv? Did, did you read that stuff? Like the medicine? What's a nausea medicine? Zofran um, on Dancifron? Yes. Zofia and, they, and some other stuff. And they gave me another nausea medicine right at the tail end because I just, I mean, I, I don't wish this, this pain on anybody yeah you know what it, it, well you know except maybe one person but you know hopefully he'll get voted out <laughs> i'm sure he's had it before though. yeah just just looking at the man yeah he probably got all you know kinds of gastro gastro and, and ter- no, no, bro but it was it was bad so you know that's i, I today's the first day I stopped throwing up yesterday. Finally, I, I got I got home the same day from the hospital. Um, I was just I was there a couple hours. Um, ended up uh, kind of still throwing up again a little yesterday morning. Stopped by early afternoon, and then today's been the first day where I've uh, been able to keep liquid in and ate a little bit of soup and ate a little bit of my mom's soup that she made. Um, so, cause she, she came over mm. to, to mama had to come out. I'm, I'm telling, bro. I, it, yeah, well, that that third day was rough. I mean, mm. it was. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it was, yeah. It, it was, um, you know, it, it, I, bro. That kind of pain is the worst well, kind of pain on the planet. But yeah, no, yeah. I could have done it. I could have done it by myself. So. Special shout out. Which hospital did you go to? Uh, oh, uh, the one right here on. Uh, yeah. Oh, it you was, went to uh, the big, the big, the big, uh, big one, the trauma center. It's not that big, is it? Yes, that's the that's the. It's the, I think it's that's the, the biggest, right busiest it's, hospital in the in the area here. Yes, sir. Really? Yeah. That's the trauma yes, center. Oh my god! Oh, going out from like Daytona center. over there, sir. Yeah, it's the regional trauma center. Oh, that's wild. There you bro. go. Well, it was busy as hell. I'll tell you what. That, that, that ER we're kind of going to talk city. about that a little bit. What's that? That ER is like a little city. <laughs> oh, it's like a little city? Yeah, yeah bro. It was. Yeah, so <laughs> real quick, real quick, I, <laughs> I want to tell this story because um, I want to take a quick break so like that we can restart with uh with what i, I kind of wanted to hit on but i want to tell this story because i i want marv to hit me with a couple maybe with a crazy story if he can <laughs> if he's allowed but i had <laughs> from the er so <laughs> so barb says a little city bro i'm talking about he, he ain't lying and i'm <laughs> at one point i'm in there and and all i keep hearing it's this guy, he's yelling. He's like, I'm having a seizure. I'm having a seizure. I'm having a seizure. Bro, but I'm talking about like my man just kept saying it over and over and over again. And then he got naked. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> and then he said something about like, why won't you help me? Is it because I'm mm. naked or something like that? <laughs> Bro, I hate to laugh. I'm not trying to laugh, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that, but. I could, I can't. You as the ER doctor, the shit you see and go through. Oh man, 
Uh, I can't even imagine. You know what yeah. I mean? Especially after that, because I couldn't even like. I, I'm like, how is this? For, is this really happening? Yeah, bro. Really? Like you know, like um, this whole you know push. <laughs> so there's actually like a new um a, a national push. I'm sure you guys have probably seen it in the, in the news about like mental health. So instead of a nine one one, if you dial nine eight eight. It'll connect you to a network of like uh, mental health uh, crisis uh, centers, um, and and you dial nine eight. Supposed to kind of get you connected to the regional, your regional crisis center for like uh, mental health. So if you or someone you love is going through a mental health crisis, just dial nine eight eight. But I will say that, um, man, you know we we definitely have a, a, a mental health crisis going on because. Let me tell you, man, I feel like even sometimes when police don't know what to do with certain people, like, guess where they take them? They take them to the emergency yeah. room. And so, like, we're dealing with, like, people that police don't even know what to do with. And a lot of times, you know, police will take these patients directly to, a, like, psychiatric facility if they're, like, you know, if they appear to be, like, generally well um, and just having a, you know, mental health issue. But a lot of times, you know, it's hard to tell whether they're intoxicated or whether they're, you know, actually having some psychiatric issue. <clears throat> so they'll bring them to us. And so, you know, people that would have otherwise been arrested for something that they had done, like now are in the emergency room, you know, um, in their full, you know, uh, episode, you know. And so, um, yeah, man, we, we see some pretty wild stuff like. Um, my, my, my brother, when he used to live in Harlem, told me a story about when he came downstairs, you know, you know, and most buildings in New York city have like a front door. Then there's like a little, you know, area where, you check your mail, like, yeah. where all the mailboxes are. And then, and then there's a second door, right? So like it, when it's like freezing cold or if it's like pouring rain, you know, you try to take refuge in those areas temporarily, you know, whether it's not your, your building or not, like. A lot of people do that, you know, like, oh, shit, it's raining. I don't have an umbrella or it's snowing or it's freaking, you know, cold. And you can sometimes they leave that front door open and, you know, you could just kind of take refuge in that little area in the front. And so, you know, drug addicts do that also. And so my brother comes <laughs> downstairs and he finds this guy like high, like off of his rocker. You know what I mean? And he's holding the door open and just completely like asleep standing position and he's like yo uh he goes to walk his dog and he's like you all right and uh the guy doesn't say anything to him and you know you see that in new york all the time so it's not like a big deal right so he's like whatever this guy will probably like wake up and leave so he walks his dog comes back the guy's still there and my brother's like yo you know hey yo yo you know and the guy like kind of comes to and he's just like oh okay oh yeah yeah you know, I'm I'm I I'm good, I'm good. And he's like, All right, all right. So he goes upstairs, gets ready for work, comes back down. There's another guy there, right? Like trying to like figure out what's what's <laughs> oh, wrong with this yeah, other guy. Yeah, drag, same spot, like. <laughs> so my brother's like, damn, the guy's still there, right? He goes, um, I think to 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 um to like Dunkin' Donuts or something, gets his coffee. And as he's walking back, uh he sees like there's like an ambulance, you know, putting the guy on a stretcher and they're taking him to the emergency. <laughs> like, you know, and he's just like, damn, I'm just thinking like on the receiving end of this, there's going to be like, you know, an emergency room staff 
nurse and doc on the other end, you know, receiving this guy that, you know, nobody knows what the hell else to do with. So we're like a 7-Eleven, you know, for like, uh, you know, come one, come all. So, yeah, man, we see <laughs> we see a bunch of really, really bizarre things we get. You know, and it's sad. Sometimes, like, you know, we get, like, one of our medics got, like, assaulted by, by like, a, you know, a patient that was having an episode. So, yeah, man, it's, like, it gets crazy, man. It gets really violent. Like, nurses get yeah. assaulted all the time unnecessarily. Um, you know, a lot of, like, ER staff. And then also, like, patients, bro. Like, we had a guy run into a patient's room one time, like, a different patient. Like, and... um and yeah, man, it's, it, it's wild, man. It's wild. Like I took care of this guy who was like threatening to kill me. And, um, we didn't have any, <laughs> we didn't have any beds in the, in the, in the hospital. So, um, I go out and see him in the waiting room just so, cause these are high risk kids, you know, cases. So I don't want him to like leave, you know, and be out in the community without me having at least evaluated this guy. So I go out into the waiting room and then he starts to get into, you know, very hostile with me in front of the rest of the people in the waiting room. And so this lady's there with her son and she's like clutching her son, you know what I mean? So I'm like, you know, sometimes the emergency room is not necessarily the best thing, you know, for you to get checked up. Like if you're having an emergency room, uh, emergency, definitely. But, you know, sometimes it's like, it can be a scary place, you know, even for the patients, as as Saul just mentioned. So it's- Yeah, I, you know, and, and, and it's funny because I... It, you just made me think about something and it's like, I, I've been going to like ERs all my life. Like as a kid with asthma attacks and stuff in the city, in the Bronx, yeah. like, like midnight trips, you know, 1am trips. I mean, I'm talking about like, I've seen some crazy things yeah. on the subway as a child. <laughs> I've seen, I've seen even crazier things at the hospital. You know? yeah. So come, come in here especially to this one you know that's why I, I i tend to laugh when i'm hearing the guy like i'm having to see, you know yell like that and then he gets naked and stuff and i'm thinking like oh man you know this is this kind of reminds me of like it reminds me of new york yeah. almost a little bit yeah, it's, it yeah. ain't nothing i've never seen yeah we get a <laughs> lot of we get a lot of people undressing in the er i don't know what it is with you know it's just <laughs> you get all kinds of people undressing in the er you know it's, it's like you know it's one of those things you know like elderly people that may be um you know like demented or you know confused um and they bring them to the emergency room and they're like really like altered you know they get some downings from alzheimer's and you know some of them are are able to get up and and walk around and you know the gown comes off and (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah we get a lot of we get a lot of nudity in the hospitals uh, unfortunately but but it is what it is man that's what we signed up for (laughs) all right um Literally, let's take like a two-minute break okay? so I can reset. And then when we come back, I want to talk about uh, – I want to talk about that, that – that, the Poinciana teacher and what happened on the Zoom class real quick. Oh, yeah. Because um, Osceola School Board is just always hiding things for some reason. Uh, I don't know why, but they're just hiding people, hiding people, hiding, hiding, hiding stories, hiding numbers, hiding stuff. Osceola School Board, you got – listen, Osceola County <laughs> – Y'all got to do something about that. Is it the school board or is it just like the school district of Osceola? Because the school board, they they got their own agenda and it's separate from the actual school district of Osceola, believe it or not. Yeah, well, let's do something about that. 
because they shouldn't be that separate. And there, there are some shady, crazy things going on that these people cover up and just move teachers to, to other schools or whatever it is and just don't say anything yeah, in the same county. You know what I mean? So I just I just want to hit those th- that up real quick. Um, I know, um, oh man, I know I, I sent Ross kind of, there was some other, oh, want to talk about Ice Cube. <laughs> Yo, we got to talk about Ice Cube. I'm mad at him, man. We got to get into that. Shit. Ross, Ross, there you go, Ross. So, um, I talk about Cube. Had you not said nothing about Marv being on, I wouldn't be like Ice Cube. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Yeah, let's Let talk. See. Let's so, talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so th- those things kind of, kind of, real quick, and uh, and, and all the five hundred plus kids without their families. Oh yeah, let's get into what, it. What is so so th- those three things? I think will be really good for the next for the next. Oh man, you want to talk so, about that? All right, all right. Yeah, you know, I'm thinking. I mean, yeah, I'm thinking that might be it, yeah. man. And I, th- I think that might be the episode after that. Um, but yeah, it was oof. Anyways, yeah, yeah, let's do that. All right, two minutes, uh, and 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 then I'll and I'll shoot you guys back uh, okay. a text, and we'll get on. All right, All right. guys, you're listening to Saw's Life. Stay tuned. Part two coming up next. Ooh, nice. Nice. Everybody, let me uh, welcome everyone back to the second half of this wonderful episode we've got going on so far. Uh, I've got my man Ross who just joined me. We're we're waiting on Marv to jump in. Um, But I told everybody about my week. Ross, let me know, like, how was your weekend, man? How was Sunday? How How was the game? Yo, so, all right, my week was actually pretty good. Um, we could go about it backwards. Sunday went to see uh the Bucks play the Green Bay Packers. Turned out to be a a great game if you're a if you're a Bucks fan. Not that great of a game if you're a Greens Bay fan, a Greens Bay a Green Bay fan, or just a big question mark if you're a fan of neither. Because um, I just didn't expect that kind of performance from Green Bay and whatnot. But if we back it up some more, um. You know, spent the weekend at the uh, at the embassy suites because it was it was Maria's birthday. Wifey just turned forty. I don't think she would have wanted me to tell anybody, but it is what it is. Happy birthday! <laughs> yeah, let's just keep it real. Birthday. Let's keep it real. And um, on Friday, on Friday, it was the fifty uh, second anniversary of Tommy Smith and John Carlos. Raising the fist and at the 1968 Mexico City Olympic Games. Um, 
that that's something that that needs to be uh just 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 a little sidebar only because of what we talk about on here you know um these two brothers were were willing to as athletes amateur athletes right if you're in the olympics and they were willing to uh lay it all on the line and they've been paying for it ever since like their their whole lives shifted you know you do something like that in in 1968, you Kaepernick got got the full wrath for kneeling yeah, straight up. Twenty, what was that? Seventeen or yeah, like, yeah. Crazy. So, so you got the full wrath. back then. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's what it is on that. Let me see what else can I share. Oh, um, it's fun. So you mentioned the um, you mentioned the Okoe massacre of of nineteen twenty. And it's ironic because I've been reading this book, and it's a book by uh, Paul Ortiz. He's a, he's actually out of California. He's a historian out of California. Um, the book is called Emancipation Betrayed, and it's basically about Florida right after the, the Reconstruction up until the uh 1920 election in fact it's called um let me let me grab my book here there you go emancipation betrayed the hidden history of black organizing and white violence in florida from reconstruction to the bloody election of 1920 so, mm. so that's what it's been so that's what my week was about like i finally um i finally had some time to get into the book like i started reading the book maybe two weeks ago and then it's just, you know, I, I just didn't have that much time to get into it. Or maybe I didn't make enough time to get into it. But over the weekend, while we were at the, at the hotel, I was able to uh, get into the nitty gritty of the book. So, yeah, man, that was uh, that was my week. Wife turned 40, um, 1968, Summer Olympic game reminder, and uh, reading this book. How was, uh, how was my birthday video, bro? You guys, uh, you know, I didn't. I didn't even I didn't even get a, a, a response from you. Actually, I told you thank you, bro. No, I, I, I don't want I don't want to thank you. I mean, come <laughs> on, I, you know, I thought it was creative. It was great. <laughs> it was a great video. It was a great video. However, you were outdone by one Carl. <laughs> Carl's video. Carl's video had a, had a fan club. Let's just say. Man, I didn't see it. I I missed that one. Let's just say, yo, buddy, buddy's video. Got, had people hollering, talk about some, uh, what's going on with dude? <laughs> what's his situation? Uh, I gotta go check it. Out. I gotta see that video. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so Facebook. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I got. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll send it to you, Barb. No, but, it was um, it was the group was the group to sing uh, "Happy Birthday" that I had made a couple week couple weeks ago. Oh. Yeah, it's all good, bro. Marv. Dang, son, you missing out on the shows. You ain't even. Yeah. I'm out the Matrix. I got out the Matrix. Yeah, oh, man. <laughs> I ain't That's mad at funny. You. Um, Marv, yeah. how's how's uh how's your week been though, man? Like, I mean, even even not even your week, but since the last time, uh, we got to we got a chance to have you on the show and everything. Um, what's been oh, going man, on? With you know, you? I've mean, been like, me... I've been trying to get. Yeah, I've been trying to get like you know mentally right. You know, I've been I've, all I've been doing like is just trying to get back into meditation, um, working out, uh, doing my my little runs. Um, and, That's right. Uh, you had time with the kids, of, of your son running with you. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it was funny. He was like, "Oh, you know, I want to go running with you," and I'm like, "You know, he's barely five years old. He's not even. He's turning. He's actually turning five this week. This week, actually, or uh, on the 29th. Word. And um, and so he's not even five yet. And I'm like, I'm like, all right, you know, I'll I'll fine. I'll run. I'll run with you. Yo, this man kept running. I'm like, okay, he's gonna get tired any minute. And I'm like, we keep running, we keep running. I'm like, oh shit, we're, he's like gonna run a mile. And yeah, he ran a whole freaking mile. I was like, unbelievable, yo. The kid ran a mile with me. Put some respect uh, on his and, name. And, um, and I'm like, hell yeah. I was like, okay. So we'll see, man. Before I know it, he's gonna be, you know, actually like really wanting to run. And I, you know, I, I'm like my old bones and stuff. I can't, I can't run like I, I used to. I got a little bit of arthritis, so. You know, he's going to be outrunning me soon. So I'm like, oh, here we go. So but that's all I've been get up to, man. It's just... What's that? Trying to get distance. old. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Marvel's like. Yeah, man. I just got like, you know. What was that? No, no, no. Go ahead, my brother. No, no. I just got some, you know, some health issues. I got the ulcerative colitis and I got the, like the reactive arthritis. So. Uh, so I, I'm not like the spring chicken I once was, but you know I'm I'm alright. I'm I'm you know when I'm when I'm in a good you know when I'm medicated and I'm and I'm good and my joints are feeling good, I'm I'm down for whatever. But like most times I'm like really tired, my my joints hurt, so I'm not like able to kind of really you know be like how I want to be. But it's a struggle. But you know, nah, so you read that mouth, you know, son. You're, you're in a good space. Hell yeah! No, I'm, t- I'm, I gotta, I gotta run. I'm running for my life. <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta keep, I gotta keep moving. Yeah, man. If I don't move, like my joints just get more stiff, and you know, I mean, I, I I'm just trying to like, you know, uh, stay, stay like loose. You know what I mean? Yeah. Stay active. Yeah, I feel you on that. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, I haven't had a chance to work out the last, uh, the last uh, like four days or whatnot, just because of uh, just because of uh, like the gastrointestinitis that whatever the transformer I had in my stomach that made me <laughs> gastroenteritis. <laughs> yeah, bro. Whatever it was, bro. That's we. I mean, it's just why. And, and it was funny, man. I could tell they were trying to like get me out of there because they're like, yeah. This, 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 it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> like. like, like <laughs> The, the doctor was like, you know, it's better to be miserable at home than be miserable at the hospital. I was like, <laughs> I, I was like, damn. I was like, I, you know, I can't even like, I, I'm. He's like, what are you talking about? Know, you know, we have a naked yeah, guy like, having I, a seizure. So, <laughs> so I, I just didn't know. But as soon as they started saying things like that, like they dropped that one on me, and I was like. All right, I guess this is one of the things like, all right, well, hurry up and give me that other. That's what I thought. I was like, well, let me get that other nausea stuff because I'm not feeling the first one. Like, and then as soon as I felt better, I was like, all right, we could go. And then, like, all right, they're like, we'll see you later. If you start vomiting again, come back. Here's uh, they prescribed me the the Zofran or whatever and some uh, antacid kind of stuff or whatever, acid reflux stuff, maybe. I forget. And, um, and yeah, that was that, but that's pretty funny. Um, all right, gentlemen. We live in the time of COVID. So, you know, obviously we're doing uh lots of zooming. Um 
Who just got caught with his penis? Oh, wow, we going there. <laughs> What's his name? Jeff, from, uh, from the, Jeffrey Tubin. Jeffrey Tubin. Yeah. Yeah. Tubes, bro. Yeah. He's like a he's a constitutional law professor, I think, at Harvard, if I'm not mistaken. Is that is that? I, I may be wrong about that, but I I, I thought he was. I just know. I just know professor. he. I just know he writes for the New Yorker. And a senior legal analyst on CNN. Yes. Um, so, obviously, my man gets caught jerking it or whatever on Zoom. Um, <laughs> that's not the first time we've heard of this. Uh, you're hearing about uh, people, like, bombing Zoom calls, like, uh, like hacking into them or whatever. Mm. And, uh, and, and, you know, like, flashing classrooms, doing all sorts of crazy stuff. I mean, you know, there, there was one where I think I, I, I don't even want to talk about it because it's just mm. gross. A lot of bad stuff happens on this stuff. But, I mean, people are getting busted on this stuff, it's, you know, on, on these Zoom calls, on these Zoom classes. Um, I guess what I'm going with is right in the heart of Osceola County. Well, I don't know if Poinciana is the heart of Osceola sure County, way. but... Uh, As a former resident, I'm going to tell you right now, no, it is not. Yes, exactly. So, yeah. What would you consider if it's not if if it's not the heart? Then what is it? It's my fucking point. Yeah, it's the outskirts, damn. Yeah, it's it's the heart. You could get you could get you could get to the end of the earth quicker from from Poinciana than you can from South Kissimmee. If it's not the heart, is it? Is it the it's heart the armpit. It's, like the, the it's the left. It's the left toe. It's the left big toe of of us. That's just a. That's just a There you go. Oh man, I love my Pontiana people. I ain't got nothing wrong. No, no beef. No beef. <laughs> no beef. Poinciana. Listen, my my experience with Poinciana. Oof, it's, it's just, I just remember it being very far away. Yeah. Very, very far away. And I'm just like, I, I mean, there was nothing out there. It was scary to drive out there. You didn't want to, you didn't want to drive out there after you'd been drinking or anything. Cause forget about it. Yeah. And you're freaking out. Cause you, I'm, you know, I'm driving back where, whichever way. Cause oh, oh my no, Pointiana was so far for me. Like it was like, uh, 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 a deal breaker if I met a girl and she like lived in <laughs> Talk about like she yes yo I was like you live where she's like yeah I live in Poinciana I'm like oh man like close Poinciana or like <laughs> village seven Poinciana and she's like oh man dude yo that shit was way too far I'm like this is not gonna work it was like literally a long distance relationship at that oh. point and I uh, live right here. I live right here in BBL, like you know, in Lake. So I was like, "Yeah, this thing gonna happen." Nah, bro, Poinciana's too far. But I remember, you know what? They had the, the high school had a good rep because they supposed, you know, they had like a lot of hot chicks. All the girls were hot from Poinciana, apparently. That's all I remember. Maybe it was just me. But anyways, that's not what we're talking about. Uh, what we're talking about is the fact that a Poinciana High School teacher uh, was under fire because uh, a video surfaced from her in the classroom uh, uttering, like, racial comments, uh, 
all right. I mean, saying she was trying to justify her reasoning for not liking black people. Mm. Flipped out on the student in the mm. Zoom class. And I just looked up this article right now because I wanted to uh wanted to kind of kind of catch up with it and see what um where they were at with it. And I guess as of October 14th, which is um man, like a mm-hmm. week ago, which, I guess, oh, yes, right? Okay. Where, which where to, I mean Okay, right on, right on. Yeah, they uh, they went ahead and uh, pointed us to under investigation, racially charged remarks and video. Um, I think, and also she was removed from her position and reassigned after the video of her racially charged statements about black people and criticizing the Black Lives Matter movement during a Monday online class was shared across social media. Uh, in the video... She, she, the teacher, she's identified by the district as Tracy Brown. So we got Miss Tracy Brown at Poinciana High School uh, describing being attacked by a gang while riding a train mm-hmm. in Atlanta. And she said that people who attacked her used the language of blacks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then she goes on to say, I have as much right as anybody else to dislike blacks for what happened to me. Uh, so you don't get to sit there and preach to me what I do and don't know. Wow. Wow. So district spokeswoman Dana Schaefer said Brown was a social studies teacher at mm. high school. Uh, her new position is, is outside of the classroom uh, where she doesn't so interact true. with students. Yeah, so, man. That's what, we yeah, got. <laughs> That's what they got more than these young minds. Oh, somebody. She's a social studies, social studies teacher, teacher exactly. at Princeton High School. I mean, like, what is the qualification for being a teacher? Bachelor's like, degree. Having no, a no, head? no, no, In no. No, no, bachelor's degree, and uh, you got an ID, having a license. That's it. No, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I don't That's even it. Know. You got to have a bachelor's degree. You got to be certified to teach in the state of Florida. But you don't. Have I mean, to, you, don't, like... you don't need a bachelor's degree. Like well, well, well. School. High school is not a right? private school. Schools are not are not yeah. governed by the state. Mm. Uh, I mean, damn, man. I mean, the the. I feel like she's having like a, 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 an argument with children, right? And being in the wrong, right? Like. What do you, what is your, I mean, like, are you, like, I just, I'm almost speechless. Like, you're supposed to be teaching these kids, and here you are, you know, they're probably needing to be teaching her, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, about, about just basic decency, oh, man, it, it's sad. It's really sad. I, I saw the article, and I, I was just like, you know, I'm not surprised, but, you know, unfortunately, you know, because some teachers have been, you know, accused and, and recorded and, and uh, you know, even prosecuted I, under the law for, for go, worse things. I, but I would go as far to say that I think we we all might have had uh, some sort of interaction with a, some sort of racist teacher in Osceola County. Yeah, I, I definitely have. I definitely oh, yeah. Have. When we were when we were all at that high school. Yes. Yeah. No. Because I, 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 I had, I had, an, I, I had a, I, I had a racial, a racist encounter in middle school, bro. When I went, when I was at Neptune Middle School. Mm. So I, you know, you can only imagine how it, how it keeps coming over. I don't know if a lot of people know this or not, 
Um, I don't know if I've said this before or not on the podcast, um, but I got spit on when I was on sixth grade by a kid. He called me spick and he spit on the back of my neck, like hockey on me. Mm. Um, you want to talk about one of the least threatening kids in Kissimmee at this point in my life, you know? Oh, my man. I, I like <laughs> I the frame of reference I just in my life. No. What are we saying about you yeah. now? No, hey, try yeah. spitting on me now. <laughs> I dare you. I, oh, I, I dare you. But but Eddie, not you, you know what I mean? But I'm saying, you know, who this clown who I don't even remember. Um I, I mean I'm 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 short. I'm short now, so in sixth grade, you can only imagine how much smaller I am. Um wearing well, I mean whatever. I might be average height now that I think about it. But no, I don't know. Whatever. What's average height for a man? Is it six foot? Because I'm, I'm not, not six, six foot. Feet either, bro. Probably five nine. <laughs> there you or go. I have no idea. Well, I'm slightly there under five go. nine. <laughs> but anyways, um, you know, I'm sixth grade. I'm wearing a t-shirt. If this if this doesn't tell you how like just you know how nice of a what person does the I shirt am, say? And just, it's a Garfield t-shirt. <laughs> okay. That says if at first you don't succeed, take a nap. <laughs> That's possible. <laughs> I'm talking, you know what I mean? I'm just I'm just walking. I'm just walking to my locker. I, you know, at, at this point, I, I I feel like I might have been walking. To, uh, my mom was picking me up from school, and uh, so I'm walking towards the the car, like where where it's at, the little car drop off or whatever. And all I know is this kid. All I heard was spick. Like someone's behind me. He goes spick, and then he just hocked like spit on the back of my neck. I was like, what? I I you know you you I, you kind of you put you put your head back there. I'm like wiping it off. I turn around. And I'm looking at this kid wearing, you know, these tight Wranglers, tucked in shirt. You know, you remember how they had the shaved head with the bangs? Yes. Like yeah. yes. haircut? Like, so that, but I'm looking at this kid in the belly button. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, this is a big kid. I'm, I'm going to get beat up. I told the teachers, bro, I told my mom, like, my mom didn't know what to do. The teachers didn't know what, I was like, they asked who the kid was. I didn't know who the kid was. So I, I, I couldn't even point them out anywhere, you know, like that. I, every, all those kids had the same haircut and they wore the same Wranglers and those like multicolored like Cherokee shirts from Walmart or whatever, you know, that these kids wore. I'm talking like they didn't care then. They still don't yeah. care now. You yeah. know, and the fact that, that that was just a kid, I can't imagine a teacher. Now, the teacher is teaching these kids, these black and brown kids. What I'm saying is, like, how do we know she's even teaching them fairly, grading them fairly because of her bias already? Yeah. The damage she's done maybe to, to, to kids' grades or GPAs that, we'll, that we don't know. The stuff that right. she said, you know what I mean? The things that happened, bro. I mean, the things that I got told by a certain dean at Osceola High School. Yeah. I, I mean, even, you know, forget about I, it bro, I, for no reason. I just can't, like, I'm like, what is going on? And, I, I, you know, man, the quality of the education is just so, like, disappointing. You know, like, for her to be on a Zoom and be talking like that to, to kids, you know, you know, the, the fact that she may have been recorded didn't even, didn't even, you know, like go through her mind. And I'm just Imagine like. Imagine what she said to them to their faces in class when they were in classrooms. 
Yeah, that's just insane. You, you know what I mean? Like, how do you trust the? How how could you trust somebody to do their job correctly at that point, knowing you know they have these unjust, un, you know, like unjust biases that, that and they're clearly racist. Like how how and this is what they do. This is why I say I posted this, you know, and I said, you know, the school board better do the right thing. And everyone's, you know, all of a sudden, some people, you know, I get commenting back like, oh, what's the right thing? Oh, what's the right thing? You know what the fucking right thing is? You fire that lady. The right thing is not to what what, what did they do? They 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 gave her a new position outside of the classroom, so now she doesn't interact with kids. Okay, it doesn't matter. What is she doing? Why is she still part of this of that system? If you know this yeah. woman and how how she is, you know what I mean. And, and and that that's the thing. Like you can't trust somebody like that. What if she's just giving all these kids bad grades just because they're black? Yeah, that seems that's, like a slap on the wrist. Oh my goodness! Like, bro, a, a, a server, a bartender, a kid from McDonald's will get fired if you if you write a bad Yelp review. <laughs> it doesn't even have to be real. You know what I mean? I can't yeah. ima- I can't even tell you the complaints I got from when I was bartending because I wouldn't give people free drinks at Cabana Bay. Are you kidding me? All of a sudden, I'm the bad bar. I'm like the mean bartender because I'm not giving the bar away. And you get these complaints, and it's just like, yo, this is wild. I, and I'm not teaching anybody, bro. I'm not doing any. I'm not responsible for children's life. Yeah. Yeah, man. And, and it's like it gives like the good teachers kind of like a bad light, you know. Because, I mean, you know, most teachers are like, you know, amazing. They're doing God's work. And I feel like there's no more, there's, there's no, there's no uh, job that's more important than a teacher's job. And, um, and, and they're way underpaid and, you know, and their job is, is just very difficult. That being said, this person is no teacher. This person needs to be educated and probably needs to go back and, Learn a little bit about a little bit about you know uh, social sciences or yeah. Yeah. Uh, sociology. It's probably a made up story. It's probably a it's probably a made up story. I think I think it's I think it's stupid uh, reasoning, but I don't think it's a made up story. I th- I, I'm I both I fully believe that it really happened. She probably got beat up. The reasons, the, the reasons the why you we don't know. Like However, um... <laughs> yeah, I wish you'd tell us why. Why'd she get jumped? What did she say? However, that reasoning straight? is stupid because how many times white people did something to you? You don't hate white people, do you, Trace? Yeah. Uh, right. You know. So that makes no right. sense. But um, yeah, it it to go back to what you guys were saying about like uh, teachers and their impact on kids. I remember um. I had done a research project on education whenever I was taking some classes a little while ago. And I read a quote from the, from Bill Gates foundation, the Bill and Melinda Gates foundation, which basically said um, that research shows that there's only about half as much variation in student achievement between schools as there is among classrooms in the same school. So basically if you want your child to get the best education possible, it's more important to get your kid assigned to a great teacher than it is to get them to a great school. So yes, a lot rests on the fucking teachers and teacher comes yeah. at you with those kinds of attitudes. I can only imagine what kind of an 
education you're getting from that teacher and how much of it you're actually retaining. Yeah, and I mean, like, you know, when you're doing Zoom, if there's a, a, a student being disruptive, for example, you don't like engage, don't they like teach them how to like engage with, you know, like disruptive students, like, and in, in the age of Zoom, you, you can, have, mute, uh, right? you can but they have, um, yeah, they have, they, they should, they have, um, they learn how to manage a classroom, definitely. It just seems like so unnecessary and almost, you know, voluntarily or, you know, she chose to be cruel. You know, it sounds like she chose to be cruel, probably because of all the, you know, the the, the political climate, um, you know, and, and all the, the things going on with racial injustice. And maybe she feels like she's, you know, well, well, my friends. I have a news flash for both of you because word on the street is that she's been a horrible teacher the whole time and she's been like that. And it's just now that she got busted on the Zoom call that the kids recorded her. Mm, like the kid wasn't even being disrupted wow. or anything. Like she's just a horrible human being. Like, oh, yeah, well, that makes sense. I've had teachers like that. But the thing is, you know, when, when the racism comes out and now you got to question all of the grades, you know what I'm saying? Like th this, this is why. You know, cops are afraid to, 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 you know, to hold each other accountable because then that means you're going to have to open up this whole, like the whole books to every, everybody. And next thing you know, they're going to realize like, yo, all these people, you know, like, like that, that, that are here should not be here. And you see how dirty and corrupt the system is. Like, yeah, you know, it's, 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 it's mind blowing. So, you and know. I think, you know, there's also like the system also, like, I feel like there's people, you know, they're the, the school board or the, whoever's in, in, involved in her, her, uh, her, um, you know, hiring? punishment or whatever. Yeah. The, or, or the hiring or, process or, or, employment or, or anything. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like whoever, whoever her higher ups are, like they have to go through like policy and procedures and, you know, they go based on whatever, you know, code book or policy book they have and so you know it may not necessarily be something that's fireable you know in the book per se so they have to kind of go through their like policy and procedures but you know i i'm glad she's not yeah because she probably didn't do anything illegal by saying that right like, no of course right, not in so their they like, you know, because they have those i think you're a piece of shit but you know that's there's no me thinking that so right. let's carry on this lesson so anyways uh, thomas jefferson right you know so no no according to our book job, if, if, yeah. if, if she's a teacher and teaching is her job like how how can you trust her to do her job well, you can't that's why they removed her from the classroom they they, yeah, her. they shouldn't even have. They should. I mean, how could you trust her? How could you trust her to do Depending to, to do what anything it is that she's doing properly? If, if, if any kind of paperwork comes across, they can't like fire that. her. That's What's the that? thing. Yeah, they, you know what? That's a shame. I'll tell you right right now. It's a damn shame yeah. that they, what they do is move people around like that. They move bad people yeah. around and they keep people around like that. 
and just keep polluting you know, their system and keep it keep it just bad and bad and worse and don't try to yep. make anything better for anybody. And it's a damn shame. The school board, I'm fucking ashamed of you guys. School boards all across this country probably do this, but I'm more ashamed of Osceola County because we know some of these people. And it's just a shame that that's a, that like it's okay to to have these beliefs and let's just cover it up. Oh well, whatever. It's okay to do. I mean that, and that's not the only cover up. Trust me, I'll get to the other cover ups at some point, at some other time. Once I get some more, you know, solid information that I've looked up myself, just to make sure I'm, you know, on the right track. Right, the over here work. No, bro, Yo, I'm tired of it. I'm so power. tired. Truth to power, baby. I am so it's tired of these guys. So like, don't look me in the face. Oh, don't look me in the face. <laughs> don't shake my hand at churches. Don't, you know, give me, don't call me. Don't nothing when you know all this weird stuff is happening. And, and like, initially, the reason, you know, people get into politics is to co- make the community better. I don't know. And then they don't even that. do it. It's a, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm saying ideally, go. ideally. I like ideally okay, more ideally. than initially. You, yeah, my bad. I, well, I'm, you know, initially, I, if, if I were to ever get into something like that, which I would never want to, to be honest with you, because I like just calling out the blatant hypocrisy that I see, as opposed to fighting, fighting it right. I mean, I couldn't handle it. I, I, I literally, if I were on a, on a debate stage. And I know this guy's just, I, I'd grab his mic right off his shirt and be like, he can't talk no more. Now it's my turn. <laughs> I honestly think, like, that there's got to be just a complete um, restructuring of how we, how we select leaders and what the criteria needs to be, you know? Because I feel like, oh, you know, I'll, the yeah, way you're, oh, you're absolutely right. Politics, because the, oof, the people on that school board like, are no leaders. Yeah, and I feel like it's more of, like, you know marketing and sales pitches you know and it's like you tell the people what they want to hear and they all agree and they sometimes even take sides and become tribal and that's how we elect leaders like you know that's how you sell a car that's not how you you know should elect leaders you know what i mean like you know (laughs) i feel like we all we have are these like you know swindlers and like these sleazy car salespeople you know, in politics, like just trying to bamboozle or, or like sleazy you know, real estate people pull, or something. Pull a fast one, yeah. Pull a fast one on on the on the people. Like, yeah. no, man, we need to we need a, a, a like a deeper commitment from the community, and um and also, you know, know the people. Like this person has to be from the community, but also um you know, have qualifications or at least have some sort of his- history. Of nah, there is, bro, there is no history for this. You know what it is? They're usually like, maybe they have like, they're an ex-cop or something. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, I'm an ex-cop and now I'm in politics because I want to change things. Ooh, vote for me. I mean, that's two strikes. Is that, is that exactly right how they sound? For you. You're an ex-cop. Is that exactly how they sound? What's Ooh, that? vote for me. I mean, so, that's how they come across. Like, oh, look what I've done. I, I became a police officer because I want to change the community. And now I'm out here and I'm running for, you know, city commissioner or I'm running for school board or I'm running for something. And I'm like, you give right. me a break. You know what I mean? Like, give, give me a break. You, you, you probably yeah. ruined so many lives and you don't care about any of this. You just want a paycheck for not doing nothing and parade around. Yeah. You want an expense account, you know, on, on, on my we tax had a- dollars. 
we had a kid, uh, I say kid, but he's 23 years old and uh, barely out of college running, running to be the, uh, in the primaries, the, the democratic primaries to be the uh, district uh, representative for, for my district here. And I'm like, this kid is 23. You know what I mean? Like, do you want to be like a leader or do you just well, want to be a politician? You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like you need more life experience to be a leader, you know? And, and, and I just feel like a 23 year old, he, you know, I'm sorry. Like I, I, I completely sympathize. I'm not trying to sound ageist, but I mean, there's a lot that goes into like, you can be an intern and work your way up. You know, you can be, you know, like be working in somebody's office, but you're like right out of college. Like really, what is your qualification other than your interest to, to be in, in so what, you know, in politics? And, um, so and like, for you then? that's, that's the problem. I think we have career. Being a politician has become a career and it's, and it's not necessarily wanting to be a leader and not having a calling. It's more of like a career choice, like wanting to, you know, I don't know. So then, up a so then what's a good age for you for uh, someone to like decide you know. to run for office? Oh, no. If, if uh, you know, I, I respect my elders and you have to have years and in, in, um, you have to have life experience. You have to be like, you know, at least 40. I don't know. At least 40. Yeah, I, I disagree. With that. Maybe. Yeah. All right. I, well, I, I, I got. Know, so, so I got. I got a story that I that I was told when I was in when I was in the police academy. Believe it or not, a long, long time ago. And it was about like whether you know they're going to hire you or whether they're not going to hire you, you know, because of your age. And one of the instructors goes on to say the story about a man that was like going to commit suicide. And uh, you got a young guy, like, what do you do if you're a young cop who's, you know, 21, 22, um, no life experience? How are you going to tell this guy that his life's worth living when he's like twice your age? Right. And uh, yeah, I, I, I have I have a, a similar story. Like I, I there was a lady who came in to the emergency room and she's 80 something. Right. And she was seemed like she was drug seeking. She was this was in New Jersey when I when I was in New Jersey doing my residency, and she specifically asked me for Percocet, like that's all she wanted, right? And I'm just like, you know, we we're at at the time we were trying to beginning the initiatives of you know trying to decrease the amount of opiates we were prescribing, but here I am, you know, 30 years old, uh, and she's like 80 something. Like, what am I going to lecture her about? Like, you know what I mean? And, and I just feel like, you know, okay, maybe she, you know, I did, I did, I did what I usually do, you know, which is like, you know, these medications cause this and addiction and all these things. And, you know, um, but, you know, it's like, I feel like she, you know, she, it's like she knew that and she just didn't really care. And I feel like, um, you know, I feel like that, so, that's, so that's then- kind of like similar, like. I don't know, man. Uh, you know, if 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 I were to go, like, I would not go to my twenty three year old self and ask for advice about. So let me ask you a question. Thirty eight. You know what I mean? Like that twenty three year old so, doesn't know shit. 
You know what I mean? In my 22-year-old right. self. So, so I'm going to ask you one question, and then I'm going to ask you another question. The first question is, so if you were 80 years old, talking to that 80-year-old drug-seeking, do you think she would have listened to you then? Oh, so it doesn't matter how no, old you were as far not. as that goes. Now, here's my other question. Um, what do you want from someone that you elect to office? Do you want someone to lead you? Like, because if you're talking about someone who's going to represent me at the district, I don't care how old you are. If the guy who's been in office for however many years before can't get the job done, if that lady can't get the job done and you coming in with some fresh ideas and you know what the gig is about, yeah, get in there. Because so what do you want? Who's going to get things done? You want somebody who's going to be your right. leader? Because I, I don't look I don't look to leadership. I don't look to politicians or to people that I elect to office as leaders, I look at them as they work for me. I'm leading them. I'm holding them accountable. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. And in today's system, I get it, right? Like, I, yeah, of course, you know, if he's going to be the person that's going to be representing, representing me, yes, of course, you know, you know, that's easy to do. Like you just listen to your constituents and you, you go in there and you fight for them. You know what I mean? But, that's what I'm saying. Like that, that's the system the the system that, that we have now is that way, right? It doesn't matter. You just go in there and you're just a, anybody can go in there and, and do the job, right? Like, no, we need, we need to change the system. That's what I'm like. The, the, just the, the, the whole restructuring of, of how we elect, you know, people and, 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 and leaders needs to change. I feel like, you know, um, it needs to be more kind of like community oriented, right? And, and the person needs to be from and of the community. And in order to be um, a knowledgeable and um, accurate representative um, of that community, you can't be, you know, I mean, you, you, can, you can absolutely represent, but I feel like if you're gonna, the, the best person for the job is somebody who knows who is, from and of the community it's just almost like a chief right you, you need a chief you know from a village you know and i feel like that's that's kind of like what we should like the the kind of structure of, of politics that we should have it should be almost like like that like a chiefdom you know like this person like roman reigns carry, carry on mark ignore that <laughs> we're making a good point carry on <laughs> yeah <laughs> But but I, I agree, like, yeah, you know, in today's system, it can be, you know, anybody. But, like, I feel like I think, you know, the way our politics are structured is, is almost kind of like a recipe for what we have now, which is just, you know, you get you get you elect this person you don't even know. Right. Just based on what they're telling you, um, well, well, you know, well, oh, yeah, I'll do this. I'll do that. I'll do this. And in reality, all they want well, is to get hired for the job. You know what I mean? And they don't necessarily deserve or even are interested in the job. They just want. No, no, I know, I know exactly you know what, what you mean, but, but you know, that depends because like, the higher the political office, the more removed that person is from you. So at this point, that's what it becomes, because, again, um, you know, if we're talking about some guy who's going to be on the city council, Chances are, you know exactly where that guy lives. So again, you can have those conversations with him. If you're talking about somebody who's going to represent you at the state level, 
chances are you can still figure out where that person lives in the district or you know, you know where their district office is. Now, when you're talking about somebody who's working in DC, now you're now you're talking about yes, that person is far removed. But I had another question because you guys did you already vote? Okay. What no, not how yet, do you feel yet. about we're, amendment we're planning on early voting? Because Amendment 3 basically says that it would end Florida's partisan primary system, as we know it, by allowing all registered voters to, like, cast a ballot in the, in the one big primary, right? So there's one big primary for governor, for the cabinet, for the legislature, and all the candidates, no matter their party affiliation, basically are competing in one primary. And then the top two vote-getters for each of the offices are the ones who end up on the general ballot in November. That's an amendment being proposed. I don't know. I don't know about yeah, that. I, me I too. No it's tempting. That. It's very tempting because I believe in uh in more than just one party. What well, well more than just two parties rather, right? But at the same token, the fact that they gotta crumble from within. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta do this too. You know, I, I don't even, I don't even believe that. But at the same token, I, my, my, my issue with that is that it will be so easy to discriminate against, against specific candidates. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I see, um, I see Marvin Romero. I'm like, ah, you know what? I don't like right. Latinos. So he's already not getting my vote because of my biases. Ooh, and you. Which we see how important it is not to have people that are in any kind of positions of power. Right, I totally agree with you on that. Like that. Yes, like but that's not the teacher, world that we live in, and those people you know, are in jobs, not necessarily in political office. So you can't vote them out. There's a whole process that you have to go through to fire teachers, and it's, it seems like people aren't willing to go through that process, or. She might just be on thin ice and they're waiting for her to do something egregious that would be like, boom, right there. That's an offense because we can go through her grade book and then it seems like she's been fair in grading. She just doesn't like black people. But you see, but you see I what bet she you just that did grade there? book isn't fair, though. That's that. I, I put money on that. Of that. That's the issue right there. Yeah. So, you know, they move her around. We'll see we how long she lasts. Book, then. Let's Whether it's to up. move around or in the system itself, right? Open up a grade book. Can can we do that? Can they do that? Can they just? I mean, that would be great if they did. I don't grades? know that process. I'm not familiar with everything that goes down in the school district of Osceola County, so I don't know. I couldn't. I couldn't give you a straight answer on what the recourse would be at this point, right? But what I can tell you. It's something that that you definitely want to want to put in the ear of every parent is that you can't. I I've come to the realization early on, right, that I can't rely on someone else to do the full job of educating my child. Unfortunately, unfortunately, that's just the way it is. So they teach him whatever they teach him at school, and then mom and dad make sure that he gets something else. Not everybody can do that. But I would advise that. Having gone through 
having gone through yeah, the school district oh, of Osceola, right? And we can and we can dump on the school district of Osceola, but mm-hmm. I bet you it's the same in Orange, it's the same in Dade, it's the same in Seminole, it's the same in New York, it's the same in Montreal, Canada. Well, maybe not because Canada's better, but yeah, I don't oh. know if it's the same in all those places. Either. But, I, damn, but, he stuck that shit in real slick. Yeah, no, but right. um, <laughs> you, as a parent, unfortunately, and I don't know that is I don't know that it is unfortunate because if we go back to the earlier days, man, parents were the one educating their children anyway. Whether whether we're talking about the days before public school or if we're talking about the days when our people were not allowed to get educated. So we didn't rely. So we didn't necessarily rely on a third party to do it. And so, um, yeah, you definitely and and you see, like, I can only. I mean, you guys have been through it. You go through the school district. You go to a school day, and then teacher or dean or whomever is in a position of power there says something or does something that just fucks up your day. Like things like. So that's why that that's why you know at home you definitely yeah. want to be able to to kind of rebuild your child or at least deprogram them. But that's, that's a whole other episode. Carry on, sir. I just, I just don't see the... Yeah, well, I mean, I, you know, I just don't see the point of even having a, a school board then if this, these guys don't even make decisions and all this. You know, it's just... it's just All all that is is just like bureaucracy at this point, and it's just, just, just a, a show. Like, they're just a show. It's just like it's it's disheartening. It's disheartening that that these are the people that you know they just leave in charge of the kids. It's disheartening that that nobody ever wants to really do anything about it in the long run. And these people keep finding jobs and keep being miserable to other kids and keep ruining other kids' lives. Like it's ridiculous. Yeah. Speaking of ruining kids' lives, by the way, <laughs> lawyers say they can't find the parents of 545 migrant children separated by Trump administration. About two-thirds of the thousand-plus parents separated from their kids under a 2017 pilot program were deported Yo, before federal Shout out to uh, that they that's, all Je- that's all Jeff Sessions right there. That's all Jeff Sessions right there. Mm-hmm. Again, the he reason the why elections matter reason. because Jeff Sessions is no, has, hasn't been the Attorney General for how many years now? And here we are in 2020, talking talk, exactly talking Suffering about the policy that he set in place, climate. and it's still affecting people. Let's see. The Trump administration instituted a zero tolerance policy in 2018 that separated migrant children and parents at the southern U.S. border. The administration later confirmed that it had actually begun separating families in 2017 along some parts of the border under a pilot program. The ACLU and other pro bono law firms were tasked with finding the members of families separated during the pilot program. Oof. Unlike, let's see, 2,800 families separated under zero tolerance in 2018, most of whom remained in custody when the policy was ended by executive order. Many of the more than 1,000 parents separated from their children under the pilot program uh, had already been deported before a federal judge in Cali uh, ordered that they be found. Like, so, you know, imagine, imagine like now trying to find them like during the pandemic, um, <laughs> oh you know, and, and then and then like after so much time, right, like these kids have been there 
forever, like, you know, for their entire lives, some of them, you know, and it's like, that's all they know is this weird, you know, purgatory captivity for what? They're like, Yo, where's my mom and what the hell am I doing? Marv, here's a place. Like, they don't even here's, know. Here's something else. It's like, like some of these kids have been placed with families, right? And so now think this way because you're 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 a parent you know and now your child has been placed with another family since they were three months old since they were a year old and now they've been doing this since 2017 do you still have hope that you still have a child because even if you were to get reunited with them bro that ain't your kid no more at least you're I don't know you. I don't know you. Yeah. So that's some handmade so, shit right there. So man. you have. So you're. I mean, I'm no. Uh, I'm no psychologist. I'm no psychiatrist. But one can only imagine the kind of stress that puts on that child, that separation at such a young age, and then you're now you're with somebody else. Yeah. Sure, you grow to be their child, but eventually you find that out. Or then you get reunited with your biological parent. By some struck of luck, they will find your parent and now you get reunited. The trauma of having to reacquaint, to get reacquainted with somebody. <sighs> Good job. Or to send them back, right? To deport them back with their parents too then. You know, like they left a shitty situation to come to this country put in a shittier situation and or you know at least they're safe uh, one could argue and then sent back to the same shitty situation that they were you know trying to flee from to begin with or even maybe put into more danger than they were before um and then the other thing about this whole this whole scandal is that it was fucking poorly executed right like it, it was it was it wasn't even like uh it was almost out of pure evil, right? Because they could have said, you know, they could have had some sort of like contingency plan or, you know, or, or, or just like some sort of fucking plan, right? Like, okay, we're going to separate the parents, but, you know, if we're going to deport them, then we're going to deport them back with the parents. Like, you know, if, if you're going to try to be, pretend to be some sort of like immigration, enforcing some sort of immigration, you know, then then have like, you know, policies and, and, and people thinking about these things, not just like pure fucking evil, bro. It was just like a, a, a it seems like they were just just doing it to be fucking cruel, man. And, and sending the, the, the parents back without the kids. Yeah. I mean, like, dude, that's just fucking yeah. evil, man. I, uh, I, I, I don't have kids. Um, <clears throat> you know, I. So the only thing I could do is like I can I can like barely imagine what anything like that would be like to have uh like your child ripped out of your hands. Um you know, I can only think like you know, my mom being like the strong woman that she is raising my sister and I like solo um, for the most part of our lives, you know, since we were kids, um, 
Like I, I can't imagine someone trying to do that to her. Like take but, us but, away. But you see, you, you just said it. You don't have kids, but because you're not a yeah. shit, you also don't think that it's the right thing to do to take away some no. kids. It's you know it's yeah. Like my mom would my, I I mean she I mean she, yo she would kill she would kill them on the spot she'd kill somebody, and they try to take away her kids. I can't see you know like I can't see any other possible like logical outcome than you know me breaking somebody's arm off if they're trying to rip my child out of my hands. Yeah, man, it's it's a nightmare. You're gonna have to it's kill like, me right that, there that's on the a, spot. That's literally a nightmare. Yeah, I can't. You that's know, a nightmare. So and and, and little we, kids, bro. Like the sound of a kid crying for their mom or for their dad. Ugh. Like, man, that's fucking heart wrenching. You know, it, that's like I don't know who. And then you know, one time I remember I was I, I was standing in in one of the hospitals I used to work in, right around when this whole thing started happening, and um and I heard this group of guys talking about how reacting more more uh towards how they're framing this in the media and 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 blaming president trump for this policy right like oh you know and kind of like laughing about you know the things that he said and 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 how people are kind of like you know and i'm like you guys are more uh concerned about the the things being said about him like the optics the, actual, the optics of the situation yeah the optics of it then then actually then the kids being separated from their parents and the actual crime and this guy yeah and i'm like how is that okay oh well you know they're they're coming across the border illegally you know we have to be a a country of law and order mm. and i'm like no they're they're not coming over the border illegally okay they're trying they're seeking asylum Right. And then it's and then, you know, uh, there used to be a process for that. Right. But now you're saying, right, that they're that they're coming uh, across the border illegally. And and now it's not it's not an asylum case anymore. They're being uh, criminally processed, you know, quote unquote. And uh, and, and now that, that, you know, that's how, the, you know, they're framing it. And I'm like, dude, you know, these all these evangelicals that, that support this horrific man um who, who who has no business in any public service um you know what would jesus do right i always like people get pissed off when i ask them that oh, oh they get they get so angry when i i'm like what are you christian oh yeah right I always started with that one. Are you a Christian? No, of course. <laughs> right? You saw just like that? What would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? Right? Oh, oh, come on. Come on. What kind of question is that? It's a simple question. Oh, no, no. But we're a country of law and order. Uh, uh, but, but you're a Christian, though, right? Are you, are you uh, a Christian first? Or are you... You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, it's bullshit, man. And I was like, yo, I was like, I got super loud. That's, these motherfuckers is first. And um, I'm like, this is this is wrong. I don't give a shit where you stand politically. This is wrong. You're taking kids away from their families. Like that's just inexcusable. That's fucking torture. That's that's wrong. like it's Nazi Germany. But, but again, <laughs> yo, we are a country of law and orders, right? Where if I live in Wisconsin. Or rather, if I live in Illinois, I could cross the, the Wisconsin border with a rifle and shoot 
willingly shoot American citizens and kill them, but somebody who crosses the border gets a totally different situation. How is that okay? How is it that Kyle Rittenhouse, or whatever his name was, is, can be seen as someone who was A, a hero, B, committing self-defense against people who weren't even armed, but people who are coming across the border with their children get that kind of treatment. Yeah, it's insane to me. Like, you know, uh, we used to, yeah, it's just plain old racism, man. It's just like, you know, the xenophobia, the, you know, like I remember, I remember when, when, remember when ISIS and and Al Qaeda Mm -hmm. was a thing? (laughs) <laughs> like it just it just suddenly it just disappeared like these guys just like got bored or something and just like got you know went away like no those guys like from what i understand they're still around but somehow in in the uh in 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 in, in the discussion it seems like you know people here are, are have become the enemy now right we're like we're we're now discussing um, you know, uh, domestic issues as as people as the enemy, or we have to liberate. Like, what the hell are y'all talking about, man? Like, we all live, we've been living here. Like, this shit suddenly came, like suddenly, right? I'm like, can't people see? It's this the uh, the divisive rhetoric of this clown who should have never ever even considered running for presidency and, and somehow got elected in the Republican primary. They bought him. Out of all Tell the him. overqualified they... uh, out of all the overqualified people there that could have been, you know, uh, uh, um, you know, the, the nominee. nominee yeah. No, they chose Bro, I'm telling you because they he, listen, he bought it. He bought it and whoever he owes a billion dollars to is who got him in that office and he's got to stay there. That's and if he doesn't, I'm telling you, it's it's, it's a wrap. It's curtains, it's curtains for him. Yo, <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I know I'm preaching to the choir, but it, it's just, it, it's just, bro, like, <laughs> it's just like so ridiculous. People are like, oh yeah, the economy was booming before this whole COVID thing. I'm like. <laughs> The economy was booming before he came into office, first of all. Yeah. And then second of all, but, well, like COVID isn't his fault. Like none of this is, is his fault. Like he's got no like responsibility whatsoever in, in anything that's happening, right? There's there's like civil unrest. There's a, 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 a virus that's raging out of control. Um, and, and the economy is in, in the shitter. I mean, and, and, and he's supposed to be reelected? Yeah, he's gonna rescue like, us from the mess he helped are create. You fucking kidding me? No. Yeah, I mean, it's just like you have to be, I mean, completely under a. I mean, it's the misinformation. I get that. I get it's the misinformation. But come on, man, it's unbelievable. I, I just, you know, <laughs> bro, and, and it's like it's it's demoralizing. It's demoralized me to the point where I'm just like. Man, this whole experience, these last four years, I feel like if I see a Trump flag now, I feel like you, you might as well just like wave a flag that says, you I'm know, a Nazi. I'm a sucker. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm a complete sucker. You can sell me anything. You know, here I am. 
You know what I mean? You take my money. Uh, that's what I see when I see those flags. I'm like, oh, there's a sucker. <laughs> you know? I'm just so over it, man. It's just ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. And and, and uh, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know what else to say. That that's that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't know, man. It's just it. This story breaks my heart because you just like my family's everything to me, and um, you best. I mean, I can't imagine. I just can't, man. You know, and to think that. Like, like you said, I mean, the, you're, you, people want to vote for this administration that did this. That's doing this. This is this is you. Yes, Christian. Yes, it is. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just, oh man. Yeah. What would Jesus do? <laughs> right. All the, we got 500 some odd kids here now. Um, you know, they they only want to keep the dreamers. You know, they can't even decide on the dream the dreamers that are here. What are you going to do with all these kids now? They're going to place them with kids? families, good right. Christian families of people who can't have children. Yeah. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm expecting to see a long line of evangelicals waiting to pick up their their new uh, don't Mexican don't get it twisted, man. And, uh, don't and get hold, and, I see it. And and hold them and hold them until they un, until they I, deport I, them back. I, I see it happening, <laughs> and I don't see them deporting any of those kids once they're with a good Christian family. Yeah, mm. it's it's just it's just plain old like yeah, man. I don't know, man. I I just like it, it, you know issue by issue. It's like you know we can go on and on. But like deep, you know, like I always like to kind of get to the core of of what is what is this, you know, like what is this all about? And um and, and you know, like it, there's obviously like tribalism and human nature, and you know xenophobia. That's like a that's not like a an American thing. That's you know uh you know human thing, right? Like all throughout history, we've seen this always, always, and um. You know, genocide here, war here. You know, this side takes over this side, and I, I and and it, it's sad because as much as I want to believe that we are kind of like the intelligent species on the planet, we we like behave more like baboons than we do. You know, any like anything that I would resemble like a an intelligent species. You know, and um. And and that being one of them, like you know, th- like when when you hear about you know these primitive stories of you know of war, and even recent, you know, even when when the 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 conquistadors came and raped and pillaged, you know, villages and and held slaves and kidnapped people from Africa and, and made them enslave them, like that's savagery. That is just pure animalistic savagery, you know? Like, when lions take over another pride, right, they defeat the, the, the male, they kill off the, the babies, the offspring, right? That's, that's what they do. That's just what savage, savage lions do, right? They don't want that lion's, you know, uh, genetic... They don't want Simba thing. coming back and reclaiming his throne. Right. That's what it is. Yeah. They, <laughs> you hit the nail. You know, scar... That's what he would have done. I'm telling you right now. Simba. Yeah, that's what he was always trying to kill Simba. You leave me alive, you best believe I'm coming back. 
If you, I tell you what. And here we are, one of the greatest democracies, quote unquote. Um, when you shoot at the, the king, you best the not. Yo, that's how it is. <laughs> and we're still doing savage, savage things to 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 these kids, and, and I'm just like, you know, well, that's there's uh... nothing civilized about that. There's nothing, you know, honorable. There's nothing law and order about that. That's just pure evil. That's just savagery. That's that's not advanced society. That's that's you know, that's not even primitive. You know that that's like lizard brain, animalistic. You know, savagery. That's, that's well. That's you know. That's what it is. That's what you get when you have the the offset of Western civilization and you mix it with a little white supremacy. That's that's what you get. Oof. So what happens when you get Ice Cube? How do you get Ice Cube? How do you, how do you get what happened with, 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 with so, Ice Cube? <laughs> to wrap it up. So <laughs> explain explain the situation right quick. Well, you know, people that don't know. I hope I hope you got his tweets or his his, his reasoning. Well, he for this he came out with uh, after uh, I think it was like. It was over the summer. Over the summer, he came out with this whole uh, contract with Black America, right? And um, he was just saying, we need to create a stronger political base so that we, we can't just follow one political system. And we just need to have a situation where the parties are coming to us as a voting block and basically explaining what they'll do for us. So... How do we get from that to whatever it is that happened over the last couple of days? I think it was last week, right, that it all came out. So, so Ice Cube put that out. Let's say he put that out in like June or July. So he put that out, and then both parties contacted him, right? So the Dems, so the Dems are like, "Yo, we'll talk to you after the election," and then. The Republicans, the Trump campaign was like, yo, um, let's meet. And at first it was like, no, nah, I'm not meeting with you guys. And then they reached out to him again. And he was like, no, I'm really not meeting with you guys. And then they tried to reach out to him a third time. And he was like, look, he was telling his inner circle, like, unless they're really serious, I'm not trying to meet with them. So what ends up happening is this. I read a, I read a piece on political about it a couple of days ago. So if political is right, this is literally what happened. Jared Kushner is friends with some dude named Ken Kirsten. Ken Kirsten used to be the editor-in-chief of the New York Observer. Ken Kirsten is also cool with some dude named Jeff Quatnetz. Who is Jeff Quatnetz? Jeff Quatnetz is one of the co-founders of the big three. So that's like, that's Ice Cube, that's Ice Cube's people. So that's how the link is made. And, and real quick, league. the big three is his yeah. uh, his own basketball league. Yeah, I mean, if people don't know what it is, I got I got a chance to go see one of those games down in Miami. It was kind of cool. Well, all, a lot of the games because they they play them all in a row. Yeah, so uh, that's how they made that link. They make that connection to Ice Cube through Jeff Quatnets. So now they invited him to go to the White House. I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to the White House. I'm not going to be used as a pawn. So somehow from the White House, Ice Cube ends up in some hotel room in D.C with Jared Kushner and um, they 
work out some sort of deal, some sort of conversation. And next thing you know, the Trump administration comes out with the uh, platinum plan, right? So they come out with the platinum plan and <laughs> somehow some that information gets leaked. Oh my so God. Ice Cube is literally like sitting with, I believe his name is Roland Martin from MSNBC. And Roland Martin is asking, it was like, we've been hearing rumors that you've been that you've met with the Trump administration, you guys are working on something. And Cuba's like, nah, I didn't know such thing. Laissez blah. Trump administration is like, yo, this dude is a liar. Boom, bam. They're like, yo, thank you, Ice Cube, for coming for, for coming and giving us all these ideas. Blase, blase, blah. So now your man has to walk all that BS back. That's where your man, that's where your man Marvin goes on a rant about how great or silly of an individual Ice Cube is, right? He ends up on CNN with Chris Cuomo, and Chris Cuomo's like, yo, what, basically asking what the hell you were doing. He's like, well, you know, the Trump administration promised, you know, black communities like $500 billion in terms of, like, access to capital, creating, like, 3 million new jobs. It's going to be uh, bridging some historic disparities in healthcare. There's going to be some school choice initiatives, criminal justice reform. There'll be some, he said they'll be favorable to trade deals for black farmers and manufacturers. And 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 Trump even said in that plan, that's my sidebar, but in the platinum plan even says that Trump's gonna make uh Juneteenth a national holiday if he's reelected. So all of this, <laughs> at the end of the day, you gotta ask yourself, do you know that Donald Trump is a liar? Because you know that, right? I mean. I mean, over the last week, we watched <laughs> Mitch McConnell literally laugh during during a debate when they brought up people dying from COVID. He's literally laughing at, at his opponent yeah. for bringing that up. So these people don't give a damn. So now I'm going to walk something. I'm not walking anything back. I'm going to stand on it. Um, yeah, you. I don't know that Ice Cube was right. was 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 in one of my top ten rappers of all time, and I think that I might have on this show said that he was on the top five, and I'll stand by that. I'll stand by that, bro. He wrote two Oof. platinum albums for different people. He's his pen is his pen game is nice, but um, there's that there's got to be a disparity. Clearly, he's been used, so that makes him stupid. But why does he think? Like, what kind of hubris do you have to have for you to feel like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and speak to you, Donald Trump, on behalf of all black people. Like, it's... Right, right. Just, just him. Just him. There was no other, <laughs> you know, the N- NAACP, the, you that's know... Not, that's, it was not just his, that's not his forte. <laughs> He's a cel- so. That's what I'm saying. No, no, no other politicians. I mean, there, there was just, uh, it was just Ice Cube, and I'm just like, okay, so that's that's my beef, right? Number one, Ice Cube. I, I never really, I, I never really, you know. I see. Didn't, the he, have, didn't he have a, yes. a battle with uh, with Common? Yes. Uh, they had. Uh, yes, and then I saw the. Yes. <laughs> I saw the bitch in him, bro. Common, that's my guy. That is my guy. And I mean, damn, dude. 
so, so here here. <laughs> showing it to us. I mean, first of all, so so that's my gripe. Like, first of all, you're not who the hell you're not the leader of Wakanda. <laughs> like, what the fuck, bro? Second of all, I mean, I, it sounds beautiful. It sounds all those things that they promise sound beautiful. But like, what frame of reference do you have? I mean, yeah. what did they yeah, promise? Five hundred billion dollars. Who is this guy, Mr. You know, uh, Mr. Evil, like from you know, <laughs> Doctor uh, Evil. <laughs> yeah, Doctor Evil from Austin from Powers. Austin Powers. <laughs> One billion dollars. Like they're just throwing out random numbers, and he's like, you know what? Yeah, I like that. I like that. I like that. <laughs> you know. And it's just signing away a contract, like, and 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 then, right? Like, it's just a, a, a ridiculous list. I, and I'm assuming this is also like the black vote, even, right? Is that what he's like? The, the reason, right? yeah, the platinum plan. <laughs> and then <laughs> the platinum plan. How racist is that, too? By the way, let's not even get into that. The platinum. They like platinum, don't they? Um. Oh, and uh, second of all, like, what guarantees did they give him, right? Like, what? How do you know this is this is legitimate? And then the last thing is, you know, it's not legitimate because it's Donald Trump. Give me a fucking break! Are you kidding me? And then, yeah, and that's then that's they literally it. His name. <laughs> that's all it was all about. That's, that's all it was ever. Uh, that was all it was ever about was yep. drop using him, and he got played so lovely they played his ass and i'm just like wow dude like are you for real what an idiot what an idiot for even ever even entertaining or even sitting down with these people like i mean i i i feel bad for him and i i i respect his his like you know his his idea but Come on, man. You, you can't be serious. Like, are you that naive, bro? Like, I feel like a lot of people that are successful, like, are starting to, like, to appear to me to be lucky. Like, you know, th there's more fortune there than there is any actual talent. Um, <laughs> and and I, I watched this YouTube video. It's called Veritasium. And, and the guy, uh, you know, he talks, uh, like, things physics. And he talks about um, becoming an astronaut, right? Like how much of, how, how hard can you work to become an astronaut? Like the, the, there's like, I think 10,000 applications that go into becoming an astronaut for NASA, right? And they only select about like, I think in the, in the class, like mm. 11 or 12 or something like that. All these people are like highly qualified people, right? They all have degrees and you know, nuclear physics and all, you name it. They're, these are just really smart people and they all did really well on their SATs and their GREs and, you know, and, and they're all in research and everybody wants to be an astronaut, right? And they're all qualified to be that. But I mean, there's how much of that, how much is luck involved? And, and he goes through this whole thing about there's a substantial amount of luck involved in, in getting to the, to, the, to, the, to the final part. Of, of the astronaut class and i feel like a lot of people use their luck and leverage it as some sort of like you know 
uh, a um, badge of accomplishment or something. Yeah, or 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 even anoint themselves well, a leader of an entire. Well, that's that's group the people, thing, right? In Ice Cube, because what is he's a celebrity. You know, what the I mean? man is like, used to selling stuff based on the fact that he's famous. And the problem that we've had is that within our parents' lifetime, we've had two white movie stars become governors of California. One of them messed around and became president of the United States. We've had a WWF superstar become governor of Minnesota. And now we have a reality TV star stumble into the White House because somehow celebrity culture has begun to overtake politics. You know what I'm saying? But what was it that Dave Chappelle said in 846? I ain't nobody give a fuck about Ja Rule leading marches. <laughs> so now, <laughs> what are we doing? Now we're seeing... We're seeing some black celebrities doing the same thing, but the problem is that they forget that they are standing on the shoulders of giants. Look at how Paul Robeson do it, did it rather. Look at how, I don't know, Josephine Baker or Harry Belafonte, he's still alive. Call, call Harry Belafonte, like, yo, my yeah, man, I love Harry how did you go about supporting the civil rights movement in the 60s? So have these conversations because one of the things that that we know he's not able to do is he's not able to harness our interests as a group to leverage that into political power and to leverage that political power into policy. And that's the problem that we have. We have people who are just trying to make all these things happen now. Bro, this is a movement that you need to be working on. Not two, three, four months before the election starts or before the election period, you need to be getting that going over a certain amount of time. And this isn't happening. This isn't happening. Yes, my man got paid lovely, as you say, Marv. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he got he got played hard. I mean, I mean, uh, at least no, no, you know, no, no, he should have no, got you, together you, with Kanye. You, you, and they see you, you, and... you bullshit right <laughs> now. <laughs> Yo, uh, we, I'm talking about Kanye. That that is a train headed to nowhere. <laughs> oh my! That I is hope that never and I know that Cube has the best intentions. Uh, yeah, he does. But man, my man, not, you I don't mean, you, you, like you don't have those tools. Like Kanye, Again, you know? like we said, he got played. Hmm. He got played so lovely. And it's like, you know, it almost affects his brand, you know? I'm like, yo, like that's a hard hit for Cube, you know? That's yeah. Like caught <laughs> masturbating on a Zoom video, you know? It's like <laughs> Yo. You got exposed oh, like a bitch, oh. you know, he got exposed, you know, like a bitch, like, you know, like Ice Cube, like, what do you think when you think Ice Cube, you know, you think, you know, Triple X, uh, you think, you know, hey, I think, America's I think are we there yet? <laughs> three yeah. I think, hey, you guys want to see know? a dead body? <laughs> hey, yo. And uh, yeah, there's a disconnect there. I mean, we're talking about a guy like I said, when he first came out, 
I mean, again, when you think about early NWA tracks like Express Yourself, he wrote all that shit. He wrote the whole album and went like, well, like four times platinum. Then Easy E was like, yo, let me get some of that. He wrote his whole album and he went two times platinum, but he wasn't getting paid. So that's why he ended up leaving the group. But where's the disconnect? Did he get too comfortable? When he left, he left NWA, what was it, like 89, mm. 1990? Yeah. And then who was it? He, he ended up joining Chuck D, right? And and he was, like, doing an interview with Angela, Angela Davis. I mean, my man was on point. But somehow, some way, now he's... That's it. I mean, he's on, he's out of his realm. He was out of his realm, and he's just trying to he's just trying to help. You know, what I mean? he's trying to do something, and uh, maybe he was just trying to humor out of out of maybe just like a, an incessant, you know, call mm-hmm. and stuff. And and he he ended up he got yeah he got played hard. Mm-hmm. I was just saying, like, yeah yeah you've like, been you've been in bad better, situations before, you know. But I'm just like he had a whole contract with Eze and what was his name Jerry Heller. Like, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, gentlemen. So I don't know. I think uh, I think this brings us to a uh, word to an end <laughs> uh, for this week. Um, Marv, any 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 final thoughts? Any last words? Shout outs? Anything? Um. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, everybody wear your mask. This COVID shit is for real. Take it serious. And I think we could, you know, we could, you know, kind of at least try to get it under control. It looks like we're we're going to, you know, peak again, uh, you know, worse than we've ever uh, been uh, during this whole thing. And, uh, you know, just, just keep protecting yourself. Um, and, um, you know, thoughts and prayers to those people who've lost a family member or who have a family member who's affected by a COVID-19 and, you know, just stay strong. The holiday season's coming around and, you know, I think we're going to have to sit this one out um, personally, because, you know, it's, it's too risky right now. And, and uh, um, you know, just, uh, just mm. stay safe, man. Just stay safe. Wear the fucking mask. <laughs> Word. Wear the fucking mask. Mm. I'm, I, you know, that should be a hashtag. Wear the fucking mask. For real. 1.1 million global deaths. You know, we got like 300,000 of those almost in the U.S. Yeah. How man. crazy is that? It's crazy. 30%? It's crazy. 30% yeah. of the, of, of the, but the, of US the world's is like, what, COVID like, deaths are the world in the population? United States? Yeah. Is it? That's not a coincidence. Yeah. It's not a coincidence. Yeah. yeah. Ross, crazy. Uh, um, any, uh, so there are with? six amendments on the ballot this election. So amendment number one Ooh, is yes. basically is <laughs> basically asking for the Florida Constitution to say that only a citizen of the United States can vote in Florida. I personally think that's a waste of time. If you ask me, I think that that was a way to drum up more excitement for republicans to go ahead and vote this time around because they would they definitely would be like oh well it should say that only a citizen even though the 
Constitution of the United States already warrants that only citizens can vote, but that's neither here nor there. Um, number two would be one that would raise the minimum wage that is right now $8.56 to about $10 in 2021. Then it would keep going up by a dollar every year until it reaches $15 an hour by 2026. Then to that, it would go back to increasing by the rate of inflation. Um, number three <clears throat> would end the, it was what we were talking about earlier, what we brought up earlier, would end the partisan primary system in the state of Florida, and it would allow all registered voters to cast ballots and sit in a single primary for governor, cabinet, and the legislature as well. Then all the candidates, regardless of their party affiliation, would compete in a single primary. And at the top, the top two vote getters would face off in the general election in November. The idea for that allegedly is behind behind that is that um, they would like for people who are not who have no party affiliation to be able to partake in the primary system. I personally, uh, I won't say what I personally think, but <clears throat> number four is basically it says that an amendment should be passed two separate for during two separate elections in order for it to be written into constitution. Um, that one I'm definitely against because it's it's cost so much money already to get your initiative uh, to get an amendment on a ballot to require somebody to do it twice, especially if the people already approved it once. I think that's pretty stupid. Why don't you spend money to get it reversed in the next election as opposed to making me spend more money to make it into law? And then the fifth is um, one that would increase the time that Florida residents have to transfer the Save Our Homes benefit from two, from two years to three years when moving to a new residence. And it basically, it's meant for homeowners to have more flexibility and uh, maintaining that they can grow a, a nice little tax break when it's placed. So basically, you know, homestead so that you can move that. But that's a whole nother thing. So you guys should look up Save Our Homes. And then number six is the one I really care about also is the homestead property tax discounts for the deceased veterans is basically making it so that their spouses, if they weren't in the military, they can still get to keep that, that homestead discount unless they get remarried or sell the property. That's it. That's basically my parting words. So you will just have to rewind it for about three minutes to hear all the information. But we would say yeah. no on one, yes on two. That's how I would do it. No on three and four, yes on five and six. You know what I'm saying? That's how I would, that's how I would do yeah, it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> but you know. Yeah, I feel you. Um, I guess. Definitely day, fucking yeah, yeah that, that's, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> My uh, yeah, I uh, I'll leave you guys with this. I I thought I was gonna die. And all I could think about was I wanted to go early vote so bad. Regardless. Yo, I, I swear, I swear, I swear, I swear to you guys. Not today. Yeah, I was like, I'm still alive. I got early vote. My, you know, I went with my with, with 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 my guy. My man Patrick hit me up like, yo, let's go take care of this. We went voting. It took 15 minutes. People, it's easy. Read everything. Make sure you fill everything out. Circle in that little bubble. 
you know, just, 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 it's super. That, that, that's all I want you guys to know that, like, on my desk, you right out to vote, and it did not stop me from getting up this morning. I know you should ask. You should ask yeah, is Dick. that what we do, right? Yeah. We still rock the vote. Vote or we die. People vote or die or something. I don't remember yeah. whichever. Yo, that's more real this year than it than it yeah, ever has. Yeah, for real. But vote or die. But um, but yeah, people just uh, I'll put up the picture of me in the hospital, just for likes and, and sympathy, sympathy, likes and attention. <laughs> Watch, you'll see. It would look bad. It look bad. <laughs> Yo, oh, but yeah, so everybody, please just do what you got to do. Vote, uh, um, word, Mark. And uh, thanks, Mark, for being on this one, man. Yeah, you know I mean, man, yeah, man, yeah. I appreciate it. It's been a minute, it's been a minute. I like I it, know, I like but, it. Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll come back on more frequently, but yeah, it's been a minute. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. All right, everybody, have a great week, Ross. Thanks, man. All right, all right, fellas, take care.